0: What is up everybody? Welcome to or welcome back to TBN. TBN. This is the stream where we talk all news and advocacy all of the time. Arguably the most critical part, least fun but most critical part uh of vaping, arguably. I am your host Grim Green alongside with my co-host, it's Danielle Jones. We are joined today everybody with Directly above me, you guys, you know him, you love him. His tiny lips. It's Matt SMM. <laughs> Appreciate. You, but I'm sorry about the lip thing. I shouldn't have thrown that in there. And then right here in this no, corner, hailing from parts unknown, it's uh, Jim McDonald from Vaping360. Appreciate you joining us today, Jim McDonald from Vaping360. Parts unknown. I don't know. It just came He's out. I felt Michigan. Yeah, like I, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, but it's he, in...
1: are you on, like, the Canadian Michigan part that's all by itself?
0: Parts unknown? No, no,
2: no. Oh, no, you're No, I'm, I'm in southern Michigan near Detroit. Oh,
1: gotcha.
2: okay.
0: So there are paved roads. It's not necessarily parts unknown. I'm wearing my University <laughs> of Michigan hat in honor of, of nice. Ken Warner from University of Michigan. I'm not a sports fan, but I'm supporting University of Michigan's Public health department. That's what this represents. This is my official Kent Warner University of Michigan advocacy science hat. I go blue. On my live streams. Yeah, go blue. I don't know exactly they whooped, what that means.
1: Wolverines, they whooped right? My, whooped my Huskies uh, last weekend. Yeah, that's right, they, they, they did.
0: did. Go blue. That's right, they did. Well, we're here today, you guys, to uh, to talk about FDA frequently asked questions. If you guys have any questions in the chat, get them in now you can try to mention any of us or you can get them in with a super chat if you have literally any questions about what's going on with FDA right now we will do our best to get you uh, as concise of an answer as possible but truly and honestly it seems like there's still so much up in the air a and two there's also this wild card of a nicotine tax that I kind of wanted to kick off this stream talking about because this directly affects vaping as well as cigarettes, as well as, I mean, NRTs, nicotine gum, Lucy nicotine gum.
3: If it's NRT, it's not in the
0: tax. If it's an NRT, it's not in the tax. So NRTs are specifically written out of this tax?
3: Yeah, I was looking at the wording and it basically, Jim, correct me if I'm wrong, but it had a stipulation that if any product was approved by FDA for like a drug or therapeutic use, it was not included in the tax.
1: Lucy gum, I don't think ever got approved. Their lozenges did, so the gum would be taxed. Mm.
3: I think, right, Jim? Is Jim having technical difficulties?
2: Jim is. Can you hear me or see me? We can hear and see you. Oh, okay. Oh, you're back. Okay. Um, Yeah, the NRT products, anything approved from the drug side of FDA is exempt from this. It's just consumer products. So it mentions lozenges in there, but they're talking about um like the lozenges that um uh what's the there's a company that makes pouches, they also make lozenges. There's a few is it that Lucy
0: lozenges. one? Is it Lucy?
2: Maybe Lucy does too. I don't um, know. One thing is the is the um rai the reynolds brand um velo velo
0: uh, oh yeah. velo velo yeah velo that makes sense so it's going to be nicotine pouches nicotine gums these are going to fall under this tax as well as vapor products as well as tobacco cigarettes cigars
1: Nicot only we- nicotine gums if they haven't been approved so like the lucy hasn't been approved uh as a cessation product, but obviously Nicorette and stuff like that have.
0: Okay, and so the implications yeah. really of this tax, the, this is the Dick Durbin tax, right? This is the level setting tax of all nicotine products. Am I explaining that right, Matt?
2: Oh,
0: so, I'm know. sorry. No,
2: go ahead. Well, the Dick Durbin bill didn't have um, a tax on vapor included. They said the treasury department would work it out later so the people who put this uh, law together went back to this other bill from 2019, which had a method for equalizing the tax, and they took that. So the inspiration for this bill is Dick Durbin, but the technical details are from this other bill from 2019 that was introduced by Peter King and Thomas Suozzi of New
0: York. Okay,
1: New Yorkers, but- man. Yeah. And uh,
0: yeah. So what are the implications to this for vapor products? I keep seeing like math and some math thrown around. And Paul Blair was tweeting about that a 30 mil bottle of e-liquid at three milligram would be taxed at $5 and a 12 milligram bottle would be taxed at $20.
3: So we have a CASA CTA that we just put up right before going live. Um, I think Nick, you have the link to that. I I will put it in chat right now for everybody in chat there I'll it goes the same
0: thing since it's my youtube as well i'm just kidding.
3: <laughs> <laughs> listen <laughs> just kidding. um mind. so this explains it it also has a chart in here that will give you an example so if you look at the chart and you want to know what your 60 ml 12 milligram is going to be taxed at this has a chart that's going to tell you so for example five by 120s at three milligram there is a twenty dollar and two cent that's just tax. That's not the product itself. That's, right? Right. That's it's just the this is just the taxes that we're looking at. You're gonna right. be paying twenty bucks in taxes. And so it kind of gives you they have this bizarre, you know, mathematical equation where, you know, every eighteen hundred and ten milligrams of nicotine is taxed at a hundred dollars and sixty six cents. And so if you do that math. You end up somewhere in the ballpark, depending on how many decimals you go, of 5.5 cents per milligram of nicotine. So you would have to take your milligram strength, right? So let's say three and then your bottle size and times those two together because it's 120 milliliters and three milligrams per milliliter. So you would do three times 120. And then you would times it by that five point five cents, and that would be your tax money. If anybody wants to do math, that is
0: way too much math for someone who took math or just look a at the chart in high school. Yeah. there is this chart though that Casap put together, and even just looking at the most expensive hundred mils, hundred milligram—that's the DIY market—over five thousand dollars in taxes. Yeah,
3: I have a fortune in my freezer right now, you guys, in that's taxes. Insane. It's amazing.
0: That is insane. Now, They Jim, just made it Dan- a very valuable, <sighs> illicit substance.
1: So yeah. D- Danielle brought up earlier before we came on, you know, in your article it talks about how cigarettes are actually getting taxed less uh, because they go off of yield as opposed to the actual content. Is that?
2: Right. So a, a typical cigarette's got about 10 milligrams of nicotine in it but they're only taxing it based on 1.8 milligrams because I don't know why because, but that happens to be um, in the ballpark of how much you absorb, how much nicotine you absorb when you smoke a cigarette. So it may be that they did that intentionally or possibly not, it's hard to tell. But as as it works out, for example, A pack of cigarettes will be taxed at two dollars. A jewel pod will be taxed at two and a quarter. So we know that a jewel pod is essentially equivalent to a pack of cigarettes.
0: Right, exactly. That's all we've literally been hearing about for literal years and years and years is that they're the exact equivalent, even though I mean they're really not, but that's what we've been hearing, and it makes that's crazy that it's gonna be taxed higher than a cigarette, even though to their own admission, their they're equivalents. Right. Yeah,
2: and I mean, that's, uh, it's just amazing to me. Uh, the the other products are, are much worse. I mean, uh, you know, like a 60-mil bottle of 12. What, what's that, Danielle? Can you see the chart?
3: Yeah, a 60-mil bottle of 12 is $40, basically. I mean, how insane
0: is that? It's, it's yeah. unbelievable considering, let's say, I don't know, for me, I would use 12 milligram for sure, a 60 mil bottle, might last me two weeks, maybe three weeks, $40 of taxes. That's, in, that's, a, that's insane. That's astronomical, especially considering if you're paying. And this is on top of state taxes, right? Because there's some states like California and okay. Washington and Boston or in, in, in Massachusetts where it's more expensive to vape than smoke anyway.
2: And sales
0: taxes, and sales taxes, and then this is and on top the of the price
2: of the product,
1: and the <laughs> price of the product. Now, if this, ask, so, if this stays in the bill, do we know when it would start? Would it be the next year? Or I know sometimes they like push these things out a couple years before start date. I believe
3: I believe this starts at the end of December. Yeah, I thought it was at the end of the year or early 2022. Oh, so that's soon. Yeah. An advocate for Liberty has an interesting question, and mm-hmm. I thought I knew the answer, but now I'm not sure. He's asking essentially, so, for example, liquid nicotine can be used or is used by some, like, farmers, for example, as a pesticide. Mm-hmm. Is there, like, a specific intended use, or are farmers going to be paying this kind of tax for purchasing that Whoa. for non-vaping purposes? Really good question. Yeah, I have no I don't idea.
2: Think, I don't think farmers use nicotine anymore.
3: Oh, they don't. Okay. An advocate for Liberty, there's your answer. Most most recently, they used what are
2: called neonicotinoids. It's uh, like a synthetic, but it's not even synthetic nicotine. It's just hmm. a chemical product that imitates nicotine for killing bugs.
3: Interesting. Okay. But I don't think they use
0: those anymore either. Well, I mean, for any other purposes, science purposes, if someone's just studying nicotine and they and they wanted some, now they're paying a big tax on it. Everybody is, except for NRTs. I don't.
2: I don't think they would have. I don't think it's just for products that are being sold for commercial. Right. right. I get you. Consumer use.
0: I know. Okay.
2: Not drug products, not anything else.
0: Just consumer. Gotcha. And it seems Mm -hmm. to be really directed at vaping. Like it's hard not to see that it feels like it's kind of directed directly at vaping.
3: And other reduced harm harm products, right? Smokeless, pouches. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, uh, but I mean, the idea that a hundred milligram, hundred mil, the tax on that's $5,000, no one's buying that equivalency <laughs> of a snooze and paying $5,000 on tax and snooze. But if you want a DIY because the government took all your flavors away, well, fuck you because you're sorry, you're going to pay $5,000 on tax on your DIY liquid. I don't think, you know, they
2: even, I don't even think they know anything about. You DIY don't think so? No, I think that the people who put this together, all they know about is Juul. Sure. That's all they care about. I don't think they know anything else about vaping. There hasn't um, ever been a
0: politician to talk about open vaping. Everybody talks about Juul. Um, Scott Gottlieb was the only person that ever mentioned or alluded to the fact that there was an open vapor market that existed.
2: You remember when I talked to you a year or two ago and said, everybody might be sorry that Scott Gottlieb has gone.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I remember that. I miss Scott Gottlieb. I, I miss him all the time. Yeah. He, he talked out of both sides of his mouth, but he's the only person that ever mentioned open container vaping or differentiated between what was happening in a volley and Juul or the difference between Juul and open vapor that adults use. He was the only one with any nuance on it.
1: Yeah, he's, he's a love-hate thing because he also is the one yeah. that first started calling it an epidemic. NX, yeah, so. I know.
0: And that's the both sides of his mouth thing. He started the whole, he started, he said, he was the first one who said epidemic. And that, that nomenclature just stuck around. And I even remember when it first happened, I said, prove it. We got to prove this. We can't just let them keep using it without proving it. Because then it's just going to become a normalized thing where, of course, there's an epidemic. And yeah. that's exactly what happened.
2: So the Her way. way- that's that with focus groups.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly. focus group. Yeah hundred percent. Yeah.
3: Do we know how exactly I'm seeing people asking in chat about like importation, Jim, I thought you mentioned that this was in fact like a wholesale tax technically. Where is it that people like who has to pay when and where is this getting implemented? Do you know? It's a tax on
2: manufacturers, it's a tax on manufacturers, but it's so big that they'll have to pass it along.
1: I mean, there's going to be a shitload of people that are going to order from overseas, if this happens, and uh, those companies aren't going to pay the tax. So it's just going to screw, yeah. you know, U.S. companies. Um, th- I mean, the way I see this big picture is that no politician is going to publicly put their neck out there to try to stop this because right. it, well, who's going to waste the political capital on that? right? The the only way that this is going to change is backdoor dealings. Like even though it hurts open vapor more than you know closed systems like Juul, I still could see some of some big tobacco lobbyists fighting this to at least try to reduce it possibly,
4: mm-hmm.
1: um, and trying trying to make some sort of deal. Especially because like Jim said earlier, uh, you know they're going off of yield with cigarettes and they're not doing that with vapor. Like maybe they try to balance that out more. But, I mean, I think some this whole tax bill is going to pass because it, it's it got to pass to pay for the big, big-ass uh, uh, safety Build back better. Yeah. So, I mean, it's yeah, going to happen. There, it, is, there,
2: there is a remote chance that uh, Biden would pull that the tobacco tax out of that just because of his promise to...
1: Yeah, we definitely need to push that.
0: who make yeah. 400000 all right yeah um, i mean you I mean, definitely bring up a good point and it's the title of your article as well i'm going to link to it in the description democrats proposed vape tax would violate biden's campaign pledge of not raising taxes on anybody that makes under four hundred thousand
1: dollars a year it's a legitimate argument to make isn't it it's a tax on the poor i mean if you look at the demographics of smoker smokers i mean they're predominantly poor and minorities yeah and some, and uh, you know, LGBTQ uh, folks. So, yeah, I mean, it absolutely is. But you need to get a few, like, progressive types, you know, that that might speak up on that. The the same ones that spoke up on the menthol ban
3: and wanted Mm -hmm. to stop the menthol
1: ban.
2: Yeah, that would
3: be good. And I've seen some people asking in chat, you guys, this tax does apply to synthetic nicotine. It is all... It is tobacco derived it is synthetic it is you know tfn all of it
0: yep yeah nicotine tax is a nicotine tax is a nicotine tax is a nicotine tax yeah so uh options for this t- tax what could we do i mean there's a call to action for it from yes. twitter
3: please participate in the Casa call to action i i think did i link it already
0: Oh, I think we both linked it already. Let's do it again. Let's race. Ready? Let's do it again. Go, go, go. go. <laughs> there it, it, it is. Oh, I was definitely first. 100% <gasps> first. Oh, you so were? First. I don't even
3: see you in... Oh, there... No, oh, I don't see you. No, pers- I was first. I was definitely
0: first. It goes Grim Green, Tribal Buddha, Danielle Jones. Anyway, that is the Kasa call to action. Do it. do it. Do it. Definitely do it. Definitely do it. Yes. What, what are the so odds? So I haven't seen
2: it. I haven't seen this call to action yet. Um who who is the message going to, Daniel?
3: Um, so it looks like it is let's see, of course it's customized for me. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's three recipients. Uh it is it looks like all of our house uh and Good senators. Senators, yeah.
2: Okay, so let me make one more suggestion to people. If you live in West Virginia or Arizona, you should especially be all over this. Yes. And you should make sure that you're sending a message to Senator Joe Manchin in West Virginia and Kirsten Sinema in Arizona, who are already iffy on this bill because of the size of it. Give them another good reason to object to
3: it. Excellent. Or perhaps if they want some things cut out, right, this could be one of the things that gets cut out, but maybe. But they yeah, aren't but, worried about the taxes. They're worried about uh, the spending. spending. that's true. Like somebody said,
1: you know, they, they, they wouldn't cut this out. It would be bad PR. It's not going to be – if this gets cut out, no one's going to talk about it at all except for us vapers. Like yeah. most people don't even know this tax exists. And usually when – there's going to be a lot of changes to this tax bill by the time it passes because you – Little, you know, different people throw in what they want to change and what they want to add. And, uh, you know, people like Joe Manchin get their way on stuff because he holds a lot of weight in the Senate. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it could just disappear and no one knows why. And like, no one talks about it ever again. Um, so or you could potentially, see, you could potentially see, uh, you know, some kind of deal made, uh, where big tobacco lobbyists go in and get it cut down, you know, to a smaller tax.
2: I, didn't, uh, I wasn't able to watch it, but they were debating it today in what they call markup, which is where the the Congress people, mm-hmm. in this case the House,
4: mm-hmm.
2: argue about it before the final bill is put together. I don't know what ha- happened there, if anything. I did see a tweet mentioning comments by people during the markup debate.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But for all we know, it could have. I mean, honestly, crossed just. The Just the idea that that's even happening around this one, I mean, you're talking about this is happening around this one specific part of this nicotine tax within this larger bill that's getting discussed? No, no, they're they're
2: debating everything that's in it. Okay. They're debating everything, but
0: that would be one thing that I'm sure people brought up. Should be getting debated. And this is one of those things that was, you know, correct correct me if I'm wrong, but it's stuck inside of a larger bill that the majority of the public has no idea what's going to happen. We just know that there's one, there's this one part of it. This nicotine tax. That's one little part of it. Correct. It's just one little part yeah. of a much bigger thing.
2: It's, it's the government spending bill. Right. And it's a it's there's going other to be a things that are way more
1: controversial bill. than this for the public. Right. Like the capital gains tax hike up to twenty five percent. That's huge for rich. That is people. huge. Um,
2: business tax up from 21 to 26, I think.
3: Yeah, yeah. something like that.
2: Good. Hope so that. basically, it repeals the Trump That's tax cut and it adds a lot of spending on infrastructure, uh, um, health care. It's basically Biden's whole agenda jammed into this bill, and it's $3.5 trillion, which is, you
0: know, whopping big. That is astronomical amounts of money. Yeah.
3: And this nicotine tax, among other things, is part of their proposal for here's how we're going to at least offset the cost or pay for this a little bit. So they, you know, increase the taxes on stuff and the nicotine but and tobacco is part of that, right? Isn't
0: the taxes to get people to stop? Isn't the point of the taxes is to not have that source of revenue? Isn't the, isn't the point of a sin tax to make that sin tax obsolete at some point because everybody will quit and you won't get that tax anymore? Good yeah. question.
2: Well, I mean, I think they know at this point that everybody's not going to quit. They so make we'll the argument tax that into the ground.
1: they make the argument that higher taxes lower the amount of teens that are going to be buying those products because they're not going to be able to afford it. That's sure. like their number one argument. Non-voting, no. non taxpaying teens. They'll okay, use good. the fact that teen smoking has been going down for like the last couple decades as, you know, an excuse. that Look, our taxes work. Let's just tax more and more and more. Right. Even though, you know, no one knows for sure that the the cost is why teen smoking's down.
0: Oh, I think we know why teen smoking's down. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, I mean, there's multiple, right. I think. I think right. it's pretty Obviously.
2: silly to say that teens can afford a $9 pack of cigarettes, but they won't be able to afford a $10 pack. Right. Yeah, like, it seems like an awfully blurry line to draw in the sand. A bridge
3: too far.
0: Yeah. $1. $1. T- P- people thinking that the reason that teens aren't smoking is because it's not expensive enough.
1: The thing is, is there's yeah. so many holes in it anyway. Anyone right now can jump online and order a pack of cigarettes from overseas. It's mm-hmm. very, very, very simple to do it. Like, you know, and it's, it's, there's, oh, the, the problem with, obviously the war on drugs has never worked well. Like there's always been, you know, holes and ways for people to get stuff. But with, sure. With tobacco products, especially when you have other countries that have other products cheaper or legal that we don't have here and vice versa. I mean, in a, in this day and age with with the Internet, like they're never going to be able to, to stop this.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's my logic of thinking as well Is you can order stuff internationally from China. I've ordered stuff internationally from Canada, from the United Kingdom, from different places that aren't necessarily... I don't know, not playing by the rules of the PACT Act or flying under FDA's radar...
3: No. And isn't there some studies, I think it was in one of these tax foundation or ATR or something that talked about in several states that they looked at where they'd raised the price of cigarettes. It didn't actually reduce smoking rates in those states, but it did like the black market essentially displaced or the illicit market. Mm -hmm. And there was Mm -hmm. an argument made that, you know, illegal or black market or illicit, you know, tobacco and cigarette products can perhaps contribute to like terrorist organizations or organized crime or other things like that. So it seems to me that a decent amount of people aren't just going to stop because, you know, there's a higher tax. They may get it somewhere else, you know, where they don't have to pay that tax. Yeah.
0: Or I mean, or forego other things. This this is a thing that happens with indigenous people in, you know, Australia and New Zealand is they're big smokers. And when their taxes get raised, they will just do things like not buy food in order to. Pay more yeah. taxes now on cigarettes. They'll just continue smoking and forego other, you know, niceties in order to- Or buy
1: lower quality food.
0: Or by, yeah, exactly. Well, or buy lower quality food or sorry, you don't get shoes. I needed a carton of
2: cigarettes. Here, people all over the world do that. Yeah. <clears throat> they don't have enough money and they smoke cigarettes, they'll smoke cigarettes rather than get something they need. Yeah. And it might be their kid's food.
4: Yeah, I'm not like
2: I'm not slamming smokers here. I was a smoker, but I mean, Mm. it's just what happens. And the idea of taxing them until they quit is nonsense. If you raise the tax 10 percent on cigarettes, something like 3 percent of people quit. And. The rest are just more poor.
3: Yeah,
2: they just don't have as much money anymore.
0: But they just continue to keep smoking. And they had a less harmful alternative that was a little bit of a, uh, I don't want to say a money saver,
2: but it was yeah, a little that's bit. Not, that's just as dangerous as smoking, according to all the newspaper headlines.
0: Yeah, it is. Well, it is. There's just not enough science yet, Jim. There's just not enough science yet. Here's what, done, we what we don't we
1: know don't the know, long the long-term term ter- effects. Yeah. <laughs> Here's right. what pisses me off is that if the FDA had already say approved some vapor products even if it was only like closed system because i think when fda does approve those vapor products they have to at that point admit some wording where you know yep. they it's a lower risk alternative and whatever if that that was already out in the ether it would be easier to fight this tax bill you know like look fda just approved these products they admitted that they're uh, uh, appropriate, you know, for, the appropriate, appropriate yep. for the protection of public health the protection pub- of public health they made a statement about you know, how e cigs are safer and, and, and have cessation qualities. But because they haven't done shit like that yet it's so much harder to uh to fight something like this. And I almost wonder if like it's another reason they're holding off.
3: I don't know. It's that would be so I, shysty.
1: I I hate to even
0: be that cynical to think yeah. that the FDA is holding off deliberately so that this tax bill can get passed, so then after the tax bill's already mm-hmm. passed, then they can say that whatever jewel pods are maybe possibly appropriate for the protection of health on a reduced risk spectrum from combustion and cigarettes and see scientifically that there is this spectrum of harm but now written into law the taxes are wildly inaccurate with the relative risks
1: yeah i mean look i'm not you know like what you said yesterday on twitter you know like because we do get way too conspiratorial in the vaping community and too a lot much. Of people, way too much. but you know the kinds of things that do happen are like shit like that. There is some you know shady shifty stuff that uh, that that could potentially happen. I mean look at how you know um, I mean we all know FDA definitely, wanted to deny loads of products before they approved one. Even if they already knew six months ago they were going to approve Juul like and they were done with with everything they needed to do. They held off before they so they could uh, deny hundreds of thousands of products just to make people happy. I mean, that's fucking shady. That's the kind of real shit that government does, you know. They're not part of a cabal that's, you know, (laughs) New World Order shit. Right. But, I mean, there's definitely, like, some shenanigans. There is some shenanigans.
0: There's some cronyism. There's some playing favoritism. And it's hard not to look at the FDA's actions. Here, let's just put the graphic on the screen. FDA FAQ, let's get into it. It's hard not to look at the FDA's actions and feel... Like they just dismissed the entire hobbyist vape industry real quickly, and then are just like anything else. You need Jewel. We'll take all the time you need. We'll anything you need, and they're just giving all preferential treatment to Jewel. You can kind of see that happening.
2: The deeming rule comes right out and says, yeah, the, the most likely product to get approved is going to be a closed system. You know, basically they they drew a roadmap for Juul, yeah, and, and told the open vaping industry. In 2014 is when the original draft of that came out. Yeah, that your days are numbered.
1: You know, I'm a little more optimistic than you you guys on this one, where I still think there's a decent chance that FDA does approve a few liquids just to show that it's possible.
2: Well, I'm not saying so that too. won't happen either. I'm just saying that. The idea that everybody was going to get through with like cookie cutter PMTAs.
0: Yeah. Right, right, right.
2: Whoa. Yeah. And and I'm all for those people doing those PMTAs, by the way. I think it was important to show the FDA our numbers. I agree with you.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And let me pose this question just to play devil's advocate. It seems like, and this is what I've been thinking for the last few years, this is the inevitable outcome of the regulations that they announced in 2014, right? I feel like this is the inevitable outcome. We've been saying for years that these regulations are custom-tailored to big tobacco. I remember saying that in 8.8.16,
3: looking at the regs
0: going, no one can possibly get through this. These are custom-tailored for big tobacco. So here we are in 2021 at the inevitable result of regulations custom-tailored for big tobacco. It was nice... And unexpected that so many vape shops and hobbyist, you know, uh, companies and liquid companies were able to submit PMTAs, which we didn't think they were going to get to do from, you know, to begin with. But I'm not like horribly guttedly surprised that those PMTAs did not get through because, again, we kind of knew from the beginning, this is custom tailored for big tobacco. And I think FDA is staying the course on that.
1: I Well, remember, Nick, back in like 2015, I think. 2015, maybe it was 2016 before the demi role went into, uh, was finalized. We all made videos, uh, doing, uh, um, yeah, the future a, a, of vaping a, with a, with a yeah, the future of vaping with a big tobacco uh, product and stuff. Yep. Um, I talked to somebody at one of the, at a big company that's probably going to be approved closed systems. I talked to somebody there like a year ago and they obviously don't know everything, but, They think that FDA is going to, you know, approve all the big dogs and closed system stuff and maybe, you know, a dozen e-liquid manufacturers, like, you know, maybe a total of like 60 flavors, like, uh, you know, between tobacco menthol and whatever flavors they, they approve. That was just a guesstimate, but obviously they have internal smart people that are, that are, uh, you know, trying to figure this thing out. So, we shall sure. see. Sure, uh, yeah, and I mean, I've been hearing,
0: I have an anonymous sources and different weird people that I've talked to. Um, there's there's some per- there was one person I was talking to who was talking about the their liquids uh, getting denied, all of their flavors basically, essentially getting an MDO in one of those big MDO sweeps. But the interesting thing was that their fruit, that their fruit menthol that they labeled a menthol got through unscathed so far but their fruit that menthol that was labeled a fruit got an mdo
1: all this was 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 just sweeping right sweeping just going after low-hanging fruit going down lists and seeing they didn't include this you know any product specific information right they didn't include you know and just boom like and i'm sure they did anything that they thought was menthol and tobacco, they left on. But then I, there are some other people that said they got MDOs on their tobacco and menthol, too. On some of their tobacco and menthol. Yeah,
0: I have seen MDOs on tobacco as well, which I guess kind of shows that it's not just based on flavor.
2: It seems like some of them might have had the had the um, the form or the, um, the cells filled out wrong on the website, though.
3: Yeah, like I didn't hear included. that. Like they had a characterizing yeah. flavor when it was actually a menthol product. Right. I that's think a- it might indicate that FDA is considering uh, applying a different set of standards, possibly slightly lower, maybe, maybe not, to tobacco and menthol flavors. And that's why I know a lot of people were like, it's a straight up flavor ban. And like, yeah. like yes, but no. Like, I think they may be looking at things differently based on you know, appealing to children, right? That's what a lot of this goes down to because mm-hmm. FDA and ants mm-hmm. and whoever don't seem to think that tobacco really appeals to any youths. Uh, ants definitely thinks menthol does. FDA's unsure on that. But I think it may indicate possibly a different standard, maybe, or they're just doing it in two parts. I don't, who there's, knows, I definitely FDA.
1: think there's a different, the, the bar is higher for flavored products. You don't have mm-hmm. to, you know, do any type of, uh, you know, randomized trial with, with teen or not teens, but young adults or whatever to try to figure, figure shit out. It's just, it's just less, less work.
2: Just yeah, a- I, I think that, well, first of all, we don't know what they're going to do. I, I still think that bottled e-liquid in general is going to have a high bar to get past the FDA just because of what they said in the deeming rule. That if it can be used with multiple products, you know, how, how can how can you possibly test it with everything that it might be used with? Yeah. Right. Too many variables. Sure, sure. Too many variables. Um, on the other hand, I kind of agree with Matt that they seem to be really, it's almost comical the way they're saying, well, tobacco and menthol are a whole different thing from these other flavors. And, you know, yeah. kids just aren't going to ever use that. There's no evidence of that if there's no if there's no mango they they use mint if there's no mint they use menthol if there's no menthol they'll use tobacco i'm thinking the same thing people who are experimenting with any kind of a drug product when they're 16 years old they don't care about the flavors
3: yep (laughs) i mean if there is a flavored option i'm gonna pick it but if the flavor option right. isn't there, I'm going to try it anyway. I mean, yeah. weed doesn't yeah, exactly. taste good, yeah. in my opinion. Tobacco yeah. doesn't taste good. Duke. I tried all these things; none of them tasted good. But you know, you do it anyway. Like yeah.
1: when you were 16 no. and you went to a party, survey. if they had if they had bud or Coors Light, you grabbed that. But that if you, you drank you it, went, you went with natural ice. <laughs> yeah, you Remember
0: went with that? natural ice. The low, Man, the, the low, low quality. The CDC weed that, I that I asked in for grade. different
2: reasons why they tried it. <laughs> Right. And gives them all these different options. They should have an option. Therefore, it's the thing that somebody handed me at a party. Right. It was the only option.
3: Why
2: why did you try this particular one? Because that's the one that somebody handed me. Yeah. They aren't going out and buying these things. 90% of these kids who try vaping are just trying it. They don't know anything about it. They never will learn anything about it.
0: No, because it'll it'll get banned and then they'll never they'll just start smoking cigarettes. Matt, you were going to say something.
1: I think FDA is also, you know, can look at it more as like tobacco e-liquids, menthol e-liquids are just an extension of the cigarette flavors that already exist. So because they we you know, they have cigarettes there like is. Tobacco and menthol damaging any more to, you know, any more damaging to public health? Obviously not, you know, but then right. with the flavors, you're like introducing something new to the to the nicotine world. Well, even though we have flavors and pouches and stuff, too. But yeah, I think uh, it's just there. That's how they're playing it. it
3: I think I, Matt, I think you're right. There, you know,
0: there are some there's one company in particular. This is news as of yesterday. Charlie's Charlie's Chalk Dust. Oh, I remember them. Charlie's Chalk Dust has not received any marketing denial orders yet as of September 13th, uh, so much so that they released a press release on Yahoo Finance, Finance mentioning it, but that they are saying that they have all of their paperwork and tests and, and whatever stuff, and Charlie's Chalk Dust, Charlie's Holdings, still in the game as far as a PMTA. They did legit PMTAs.
1: Followed- I, mean, I remember they were on the news a couple of years yeah. ago. The really? Under- about it. Yeah. And I mean, so they, them, Naked is still in it, right? Mm -hmm. I I know Naked, I mean, these are are companies that have been working on their PMTAs for years. Uh, Avail's, some of Avail's liquids are Mm -hmm. still, I mean. Avail's doing all,
2: I don't know about Naked, but Avail does Charlie's as far as their PMTAs. Oh, okay. Uh, that makes sense then. Avail's big lab doing a lot of companies PMTAs and it's not cheap. No. Yeah. But I've so, never I mean, how, seen one of these PMTAs, so I don't know how good their their um how much know, they have testing on flavors is.
1: Yeah. I remember the guy in that interview, I think he talked numbers, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe it's something else, but uh, it was millions they're spending on these applications. So I mean there is a chance that fda is like we're gonna give them their open e-liquid but we're only gonna let like these three massive manufacturers run that that wing of of the vaping world now obviously that's not ideal but no. they think it they might do that and think that that will keep a full-blown black market from you know going nuts
3: but you know it, they, it, then they're taxed
1: on top of that like if they're tax like then everyone's going to go to the black market anyway yeah. well it's the same crazy thing dollars taxes on a bottle from the cannabis
0: space too right it's the same thing in california yeah. how the black market's outperforming the regulated market because the regulated markets regulated too tight and the taxes yeah. are too much and for a long time dispensaries right. were covering the taxes on it and couldn't afford to stay open so now a lot of dispensaries aren't covering those taxes so
3: Ridiculous. Well, and the problem goes even deeper because I think I watched a couple documentaries on this. I think Matt did, too. Part of the problem for the California market with cannabis is that the regulations put in place are so difficult for manufacturers and yeah. growers mm-hmm. to go from being illegal to illegal grow that they just stay illegal. And if you think about it, that's kind of what's happening with the FDA and the PMTA process, right? It is such a burdensome process. It is so ridiculous that there are a certain percentage of manufacturers that may just stay or become illicit, stay illicit, however you want to word it. And yes. that's how California ends up with 80, 70 to 80% of the market is still illicit and not legal. So I think it's it's a tax thing, but it's also you know manufacturers, growers, producers have to have a pathway to do this. You know, the appropriate, if you will, way. And both of those things create a thriving illicit market. Uh, Mallory so Gates said, make it in California huh. for hmm? the
2: dispensaries. There's too much pot for the dispensaries that exist. There's yes. large swaths of California uh, counties that haven't approved legal sales. Yeah. Counties right. and cities, lots of them, lots of them. It's just a few that have, actually. So, there's just too much pot being grown to shove it all through the legal pathway in addition to the taxes and the regulations, which are ridiculous. It's too much of a good situation there. There are even like legal operations like um, processors who process raw cannabis into oil or edibles or uh, concentrates. They're, they're like selling it on the legal market under their brand. And then they're moving it out the back door to the illegal market too they're doing both yeah and there's no way that's going to be stopped except to have reasonable regulations
0: yeah well i mean i feel not. like that's kind of a window into what the vaping scene and the vaping industry is going to look like there's going to be i mean yeah. if these taxes go through that might hamper that dramatically but there's still going to be Uh, you know, a very thriving black market. I think people are still going to be creating e-liquid and I think people are still going to be importing all sorts of hardware because none of the, none of the PMTA so far has even scratched the surface of hardware. It's only been about liquids, flavors and nicotine. I I don't even know. I can't even speculate what's going to happen with hardware. Is it going to be easier, more difficult? I mean, I
4: I mean if, if
3: it's not a pod system, I cannot imagine FDA is going to know what to do with that. They're yeah. like, did you test it with every ohm of coil and every wattage possible and every yeah. you know? I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think that's going to go any better. I think your pod systems might might do okay, maybe. But like, if people put RDAs or mods in, I just I mean, I'm I'm for them, but I. I think FDA is going to be, like, so confused. I think hardware
1: will stay the Wild West for a while.
0: I think I kind of have that feeling, too, that hardware is going to stay the Wild West. What will
1: slow down hardware more than anything FDA does is the vape mail uh, Mm ban stuff, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? And like there's because a lot of the hobbyists that buy every mod are buying stuff online, usually. Yeah,
0: Um, I mean, but even then, we could still buy stuff internationally. Yeah. And just gamble. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know. yeah. You'll you'll see more, you know, different, you know, p- p- places in Canada, China, mm-hmm. Europe, um, for sure. Just like with anything, whenever there's demand, like something will fill the vacuum. Something I wanted to say on the taxes part, too, is that, you know, it, it's I'm not a complete anti-tax person like on with cigarettes. It makes some sense, even though I'm not saying I'm completely for it, because the uh, you know, that tax money goes to Medicare, Medicaid, who take care of these smokers when they're dying. Right. So like you can make an, an argument there that like, you know, it, it helps uh, supplement some of those health care costs that the cigarettes are creating. But and same goes with alcohol, even, you know, to an extent. But with something like vapor, where it's literally saving lives and going to ma- and going to save the, the government money, um, Just like it's, you know, the UK already figured this out. We obviously haven't figured it out here. But if you have decades and decades of vapors instead of smokers, I mean, it's going to save them billions in the long run. So that's where a syntax on vapor products, any amount doesn't make sense to me whatsoever.
0: Yeah, it makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. Now, what about what about this idea that if some I'm just I didn't see any uh, a lot of questions in the chat. If you guys have questions, get them in. If you have a super chat, get them in. Um I had a question. I keep hearing rumors, unsub- lots of unsubstantiated rumors that unflavored e-liquid from some company either has already gotten th- through, hasn't received an MDO, has is has already gotten approved what or, or or what is the likelihood of any completely unflavored, like a 60 mil? Twelve milligram unflavored e liquid bottle getting a PMTA.
3: I thought I'd heard that I, some, I, know that I one, can't remember did get an MDO for that, right, Jim? I got thought MDOs,
2: heard, not approval. Nude, nude, nude nicotine. Nude nicotine did.
0: Nude I don't, don't know why they submitted it. You don't know why they submitted nude it? You don't think it had a chance?
2: No, I don't think it, I don't think it has a chance and I don't think it's a consumer product. I don't think they should look at it that way. Um mm. It's not a finished product. It's not
1: Yeah. You could make a legal argument it doesn't need to go through PMCA. It's like it's not a finished product. It's it's an ingredient. Mm-hmm. Um you know, they could maybe try to argue that it's a component, but I don't think component, so.
0: intended that... use. I mean I keep hearing everybody talking about intended use and flavorings. Well, that and that's why you couldn't have a vape shop that also sells flavorings because of the you know, the implication, the intended use. Yeah, you couldn't
2: probably. But
3: I, don't, I mean, that's I don't, assuming don't, FDA walked in and caught you doing it, right? Yeah, I don't
2: know. I don't know nude nicotine, and I don't know the people there or what they were thinking about. Maybe they submitted like two strengths in two sizes to see what would happen. Sure. And have other stuff that hasn't. I don't know, but I don't. I I don't think. Um, first of all, if you're a DIYer. You're going to have a merry time getting the
3: stuff shipped to you right now. Right. Yeah, I think nicotine is ahead. like impossible to get now. It is. Yeah. A... So I, I
2: don't think it's going to matter for those, for those knit companies. Um, the ones that are big enough to sell wholesale are the ones who are gonna, you know, probably right. survive. I'm not saying the small ones won't. I don't know that, but yeah. Um, but it's the guys who are selling it by you know fifty five gallon drums that are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're if,
1: if you're a vape shop, I've this is now I'd love to hear your your, your guys's opinion on this because a lot of people talk about nic, nicotine shots or doing flavor shots. I think you're better off in this instance, you know, as a you know, as far as getting away with it, doing zero milligram flavored e liquid, which. Has been established is not, you know, does not need a PMTA. I know there's still it's some. It's technically, argument
3: about- it's technically not a covered tobacco product. Yeah. it's still a tobacco product under FDA jurisdiction, but it's not covered. So what?
1: I think if a shop went that route of zero milligram flavored with nick shots uh, separately, just the short fill model. That would be the the, That would be the way model. to go, as opposed to doing um, flavor shots.
0: That's interesting. Also, Danielle, for my clarification, covered versus non-covered tobacco product, I mean, is just that what the FDA has jurisdiction over?
3: Well, yes and no. Like, and Jim, you can jump in here if you remember this better than I do. But so there's like this giant umbrella of anything that could be that is regulated by FDA, right, could be an accessory, component, part, finished product of a tobacco product. But then you narrow it down from there and you go covered tobacco product, which then has separate meanings for the FDA. So zero milligram is I think they argue it's like a component or something related, but Mm -hmm. it's not covered, which is they specifically said it does not need, you know, um, a PMTA. I believe it's not it doesn't need the nicotine warning, for example, Mm -hmm. it doesn't Mm -hmm. you know, they actually said this is not out. This is kind of outside our jurisdiction and they went further and said, if you had a closed system device with truly zero nicotine or synthetic nicotine for now, that would potentially not be under FDA regulation at all uh, because it's perfectly closed and there's no intended use. So zero Nick is weird. Jim, if you have more, go for it. But I know for a fact, it's not a covered tobacco product.
2: I don't think that those distinctions matter at this point. Um, because they also said that foreign manufacturers didn't need to register, but foreign manufacturers do need to submit PMTAs now. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't have good advice for people on stuff like that. I, I certainly don't think you could sell flavored zero Nick and Nick shots in the same building and get away with it. If they came after you. That is.
3: Right. If, I mean, that's if, a
2: pretty obvious intended use, right? Right. I, mean, yeah. I think you might as well just sell e-liquid if you're if you're going to do that. And for that matter, I mean, I'm yeah, not but if none the of
1: those case. are are a covered. Okay, my my thinking is is that if you did flavor shots, that zero milligram e-liquid, or no, I'm sorry, that flavorless e-liquid that has nicotine in it would need a PMTA, which right. and some are already getting denied. But if you have zero milligram flavored e-liquid, and then you have just nicotine shots neither of those two are a covered tobacco product therefore they can't say intended use on anything from from wouldn't, my understanding wouldn't the they nick shot could.
3: need a pmta
1: i don't
2: think why so if you're selling
0: it at retail why would
2: yeah, yeah if you're, if you're selling consumer, it at retail it's
3: a finished tobacco it's a finished product and it has nicotine so i think you'd need a pmta for a nick shot you wouldn't finished, need one
0: though? would you just vape the nick shot by itself Yeah, but
3: I think that's not. Is that just semantics? That's not their definition of a finished product. I personally, who am not a lawyer and don't listen to anything, but I personally think um, that when they say finished tobacco product, they simply mean something that is sold at the retail level. So if. I, a random consumer, not a business, Mm -hmm. not a manufacturer, Mm -hmm. can go purchase this off the street, that is finished because it can be in my consumer retail hands.
1: A consumer can buy unfinished stuff. You know, you could buy VG and and that could be considered
3: unfinished, right? I mean- I
2: think it would be a finished product if you were selling it in a retail
0: store.
3: I think that's what they mean by finished, is that it's retail purchasable. Wow. We need to have a lawyer on here. We do we probably have a do. We're
0: on here. We're wildly speculating and making some claims that maybe we shouldn't be making. I'm just kidding. But neither yeah, of us are I'm none hoping, of us are lawyers.
2: Yeah, not.
3: Advice. I hope
0: take advice from us. Yeah,
3: yeah, no, don't do that. I'm not a lawyer. None of these people are lawyers. Also, I hope I'm wrong. I don't know, but I would I would be concerned. And in your model, Matt, I feel like the Nick shot would potentially need a PMTA. Uh,
0: yeah, I kind of feel that way, too. For a Abdul while, in
1: chat agrees with me, so I'm with Abdul. He said 15.0 okay. would not be a finished product. Is he a lawyer? Are you a
0: lawyer, yeah. oh, are you an, a lawyer Abdul? Abdul, say are you a lawyer? Yes. Please say yes, yeah. So let just... me
2: point out one more thing here. Most lawyers don't know this stuff either. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. I mean, isn't a lot of it like well, we think this is what the they country. mean, but we're not really sure, so let's wait and see if we get in trouble. Like, I don't know. I uh, mean a lot of
2: this feels uh, like
0: oh, I froze. I'm going to let me hang while well, while Jim's frozen here. I'm going to jump to some of these super chats that popped in. Matt Sinister said uh, today we vote to recall of go- the, we we vote to recall of Gavin Newsom. I voted to recall him, but I wrote in your name Nick to replace him. Damn right. Governor Grim Green. I should have yeah. ran a campaign. Then I should have ran a campaign during the Newsom recall. Did you
3: see who got on the ballot? Okay. I would have voted for you over the guy that said what, search guy?
0: YouTube god oh yeah search youtube for yeah yeah <laughs> or
3: the guy whose description are you ready for this his like the place uh, tangent the place where you <laughs> write out your whole you know your little manifesto of why someone should vote for you yeah, yeah. in the official voter guide that comes uh-huh. with our ballots right mm-hmm. this dude wrote love you
0: maybe that's all it takes
3: that's it and i think it was a you not even the spell oh. <laughs> Well, love you.
0: Look, John Lennon said, "All you need is love." So,
3: I feel like he paid. He was like, "I bet you fifty bucks I could get on the ballot," and then love he did. You. It.
0: <laughs> and nobody's gonna vote for him. Barbara Burgess, very gracious of you. Curious if you guys think the FDA gets one e-liquid approved, then that will open the door for flavors sometime down the line. Oh, and love you, Grim. I love you too, Barbara Burgess. This is this. I had this question as well. If an e-liquid bottle gets approved. Through a PMTA appropriate for the protection of public health, where does the standard equivalency sort of fall in, in that jurisdiction? Would, does that open the floodgates for other shops, other liquid manufacturers to go standard equivalency, standard equivalency, standard equivalency oh, much faster substantial than the PMTA?
2: Equivalency?
0: Yeah, sorry, substantial equivalency. Sorry.
2: No, substantial equivalence only applies on tobacco products to stuff that was made before the 2007 grandfather date. And it only it's not yeah. the same mm-hmm. manufacturer.
1: We will mm-hmm. never get an SE for vapor products cause it won't apply. Yeah. It doesn't apply. No. Yeah.
3: It's for grandfathered stuff, not for new stuff.
1: Now, if, a, mm-hmm. now if <sighs> an e gets approved, to, you know, it could mean that potentially the next guys that come along could do it easier because there yeah. might be a formula. Maybe the, the companies yeah. that got approved are willing to show their, their pathway to doing it too, you know? So, I mean, it, it, it's a good gonna be a good thing if it happens, but it's so not gonna go through get the So quickly.
2: once let's say you get a product approved, your next PMT is PMTA is gonna be much, much simpler. Mm-hmm. Basically mm-hmm. you can just piggyback off the stuff that you've already used and make minor adjustments to it. So yeah. But it's not the S E really pathway. Good. But it's and not like like actually that'd be quite a business. You could right. share
0: your secrets with everybody else.
3: Yeah. Pay me and I'll do a PMTA that no. definitely will and go you through you'll
0: get a PMTA you will get a PMTA <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I mean the FDA also has to know that any products they approve like they have to that's the new standard for that PMTA so mm-hmm. if if they you know do approve a a e e-liquid company and like they're gonna have to approve others if they' if they do
3: the all the exact same shit. Which I mean, if they meet the same standard, that's true. Although, here's. Go, Jim.
0: You guys are too polite. I'm going to go. Here's the thing. No, I'm just kidding. Now, Jim, go.
3: Yeah, Jim, go.
0: No, it,
2: it was frozen, but now I'm back, I guess. So the FDA can always say that we approved this PMTA, and we're not going to approve this one because of some minor, tiny difference in flavorings. Yeah, that's true. Or something like that. So they'll always have an out if they don't want to approve something. Um, So, I mean, our goal needs to be to work. I mean, we're not business, or I'm not a business owner anyway. Um, I don't own a vaping business in the United States. And since I don't, I can say whatever I want and I I can work behind the scenes to try to change the whole mindset about vaping. And that's what needs to happen. What we need to be aiming for, and I'm not telling you this is gonna be easy, what we need to be aiming for is five years, 10 years from now, getting a PMTA is as easy as getting a medical marijuana card in California. Mm
4: -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. That needs to be our goal. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know how long the pot people work to get where it is now? 40
3: years, 30 years, something.
2: Yeah, since the early '70s, I don't think it'll be that bad for us.
0: Mm-mm.
3: It can't possibly.
2: But, but if everybody like gives up and goes, oh, you know, that's it for vaping. Uh, I don't really care to get involved anymore. Then it's just going to be like a hundred people doing all the work.
0: Yeah, and we'll still get there. It will just take a really, 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 really long time. Really long time. Bye-bye. I also don't think that there is as much of a negative stigma uh, to nicotine and smoking than there was to, let's say, marijuana use in the 1980s. I mean, I yeah, was told that as a kid in the 80s that if I looked at marijuana, I might as well have already done cocaine. It was really ramped up as like a fear thing. And I don't see that for nicotine.
1: There's still a hate for nicotine. There's still hate, right? and addiction, that, like, that, like that. It's like, like the whole... devil we know type of thing. Like it's not like marijuana, was it's like, you know, it's the boogeyman growing up.
0: Very boogeyman.
2: Well, but it is kind of like that. People don't understand nicotine. They think nicotine yeah, is that's true food, or, You know, they have all kinds of misconceptions about yeah. nicotine.
0: I mean, I guess that's a uh, public. Awareness And speaking of, Kevin Yum with the Super Chat, how do we expand our voice? If it's a multi-billion dollar industry, uh, then why have we not pushed back? How much is a targeted TV ad or a Facebook ad?
2: Can't get a Facebook
0: ad. Yeah, can't get a Facebook ad. Also expensive. Also expensive, especially if you want to sustain it. Because you could have money and have a billboard on Sunset Boulevard in Los Angeles for like two days. And then no one will remember that it was there because a new billboard will be there. So the ability to have a public campaign and sustain it, unfortunately, costs, you know, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars consistently.
3: Yes.
1: A couple of years ago, myself, Dimitri and Brent Stafford put together a, a marketing plan and even had some um, commercials made and they were going to be aired on 52 channels. I think it was going to be for like a 12 week stint. From what I remember, it was going to be like 1.5 to $2 million for a 12 week, uh, um, you know, run. And w- you know, the money f- ended up backing out last minute. So the, the, the hard thing in this industry is always trying to get everybody on the same page. Yeah. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and not it didn't help that you know big companies like jewel took a lot of the market share which sucked a lot of that money out and jewel obviously does their own lobbying and spends loads of money on it but it doesn't always uh, align with our interests so yeah it's it's we've been underwater and it's been difficult to to fight anything uh you know with with money for a while Right, uh, and like,
3: that's one thing that people always, you know, I see randos on the internet. No offense to any of you who are randos, but a saying like, "Why aren't we doing not lawsuits?" Those other randos, not other, other randos. randos. Why aren't we doing lawsuits? Yeah. Or why, especially this gets directed at Casaw a lot, right? Like, yeah. why isn't Casaw filing a lawsuit? Why right. isn't Casaw doing, L, you know, television ads and PR and stuff like that? The answer to that question is that it costs millions, yeah. plural, of dollars yeah. to be you know, effective lawsuits can get crazy expensive very fast, but we are talking about hundreds of thousands, if not definitely millions of dollars. And I don't know if you know this, but Casaw doesn't make anywhere near that kind of money in a full year. Like in a full year, not even close. So these things are massively expensive. And you would have in terms of a lawsuit, most lawsuits are gonna be have the best chance for success coming from businesses because businesses can actually show damages and show, you know, sure. how they have been hurt. Some, if Kassab was trying to file a, cl- a last lawsuit, you know, some sort of everybody's like class action or something, trying to prove actual harm to consumers. I mean, have have any all died from not being able to access your vape stuff? I mean, that's with the level, you know, that people need to be able to prove. Mm-hmm. That's why it's for companies. I'm just going to want to run on a <laughs> tangent.
1: Part of what's awesome about this industry is also part of why it's so hard for us to fight this. And it's because we have thousands of companies. It's a, you know, there's way more companies in this industry than other industries. And trying to get all those people on board and donating to, you know, a cause or whatever, you're, we've never been able to get probably more than like a couple percent of the whole industry yeah. to to, uh, to, to put money in. And there's been some companies that have put loads of money in. So, sh- you know, not trying to throw shade on them. It's just, it's not like if we only had 10 vape companies in the, in, in the whole country, then it'd be really easy to start a trade organization, get them all to pay their dues yeah. and be super hyper focused and organized. But it's, yeah. it's very difficult with this wild West, you know, sort of, industry that we have
0: and that was a huge problem i think was there was too much wild west because people were coming in and you know i look we saw it over the years matt like all of 2015 all of 2016 just flooded with companies that made a bunch of money and then now they're everybody's Mm -hmm. gone it was like a little gold rush of people who didn't care about the future of the industry didn't care about the community at the time just wanted to make their money and get out and then that's and then that's what Well we did. I
1: mean there was a time and I kicked myself for for not doing it but like mm-hmm. uh, you're working harder at it but there was a time where you know the cost of entry was so low so yeah. so there's guys that came in with 500 bucks to a grand started an e-liquid company and turned it into a 5 million a year company you know yeah. and then yeah. they kept, they saw oh shit's getting a here little here comes the regs, let's get out I got, I'm going to take my millions and I'm going to go on to freaking cannabis or CBD or, or, you know, slinging shoes. What does the freaking candy King guy do? He's like selling shoes on the internet now or something. (laughs) Uh, Shoes? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like he he added me to one of his Facebook groups. He's just got like, he's raffling high-end shoes and shit.
0: Yeah. But you're absolutely right. The cost of entry was real low. And there was, including myself, a lot of very inexperienced business people Who had one killer product and now they're suddenly 25 year old millionaires who don't don't, yeah with lambos driving around southern california it's crazy and then that's it and things got scary where it's like oh this might be taken away good thing i have my millions of dollars smell you later hope everything works out do you think we'll see an influx of when vaping becomes legitimized inevitably of like responsible business owners (laughs)
1: Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, like, it depends on FDA enforcement. Like, if, yeah. if 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 these companies just let's say everyone goes to like synthetic nicotine or something, and FDA is only like busting a couple of companies a year, then you're gonna see like these some of these kind of bottom feeder grifter types, and uh, they're gonna come back for the next boom because if yeah. you remember yeah. remember tw- remember how 2016 we all said the sky was falling, it's ending, vaping mm-hmm. is dead. Mm-hmm bunch of people went out of business i never said and vaping was dead no never, i mean, just I mean, want my record to show right. that I, I was okay i shouldn't have put it that way but anyway we all thought we were fucked.
3: <laughs> yeah no more new products right that was yeah nobody's no gonna put products. out any more new products
1: yeah. I remember so, indoor so smokers, many, com- he's so like, many okay, companies went right, out yes. of business and then when everyone realized fda is not even enforcing this shit 2017 is when the candy kings and all those big ass tally uh, yeah. companies really, you know, started popping up and getting massive yeah. and they filled the vacuum. You could potentially see that happen in this situation if FDA enforcement sucks. Yeah.
3: And knows? that's every industry, right? Look at CBD, look at hemp, look at Kratom. I mean, you've always got these guys who are like, oh, this is like kind of low cost to entry and like it's not super regulated or we're like flying under the radar. Let me get in here. Like, yeah. That's any, any industry, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and then it gets, what, shaken out by regulators so that, you know, shake off the blanket so that the big companies can come sit on the blanket and then whatever's left, maybe there'll be like a a craft beer brewery left after Anheuser-Busch takes over the whole market. Maybe there'll be a craft e-liquid company left over after Altria, PMI, Jewel sit their big companies on the blanket.
2: The craft brewing industry is
0: like a dream for... Yeah, that's kind of what yeah. I picture it, it as, though. I mean, in the future, my idealized version. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I so see no when reason I would, why it can't be.
2: When I first turned 18, which was the legal age to drink, um, oh. there was no craft brewing, really. Right. This is 1977. So, in fact, in a lot of places, home brewing was illegal. Really?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I, I read about
2: that. Um, it, it was really activists who are home brewers that started the craft beer industry, and it's a very interesting thing to learn about if you if you look into it. But so there is a there's a really big craft brewery in Michigan, Bell's Brewery, that was one of the very first um, to make you know to make a go of it. And um, yeah. I talked to the owner of that or the former mm-hmm. owner. I think they've been bought by a big brewery now. Um, once and he told me this long involved story that was really interesting. But that—that's what the vaping industry should have aspired to from the start. The thing is, there is no start to vaping. It was a mess at the beginning. Yeah. And it just got bigger and stayed a mess, and got bigger and stayed a mess, and it was never organized from the beginning. So no and i'm not it, like slamming it was,
0: anybody for that it was i the, like the wild west i love but, the wild west and it was the perfect storm of timing and the technology commingled with the with like the beginning of youtube and making youtube videos and the internet and the internet culture that allowed like this sort of right. uh you know subculture to come together and be a thing independent of literally everything that's right and I love and it. And I think I it had it
3: some appeal that way too, right? Because it wasn't super organized, it wasn't a pharmaceutical product, it wasn't mm-hmm. something your doctor was recommending. There's mm-hmm. a certain percentage of smokers that are like, "Oh, this is like I th- I I've think they feel empowered, right, to do something themselves, mm-hmm. right? Like we the consumers, the actual users of this product, not some doctor or pharma company in an ivory tower way up there. We came up with this thing and we are talking to each other and we are testifying that it does work, bro. Mm -hmm. And you can trust me because I'm your buddy who's been smoking as long as you have, you know, there was a more realism to it there. And I think that, you know, I agree. Obviously it was chaos. Obviously it's been messy, but I kind of, I think that's I it. part, of and and part, part of the charm and part of why yeah, it works for a lot of people. It's got a very, sure.
0: it's got a very like, uh, you know, maybe it's cliche, but a very, like, DIY punk rock feel to it. And that's what yeah. uh, that's what attracted me to it is when I got on ECF and I saw people fiddling with their atomizers and trying to figure out new ways to use cartridges. And I'm like, whoa, what's all this? This is neat. You don't have to smoke? I'm in. Like, I was so in. I couldn't have been more in. I don't remember being that pumped about something and i was just oh. a lot of
2: the people a lot of that early um, the early adopters of vaping in in the US and in Europe also they got these products from China that were intended to be the finished product this is the product that you're going to use right and they immediately started looking at all the flaws of it and fixing them mm-hmm. and and then it became a pipeline of innovation between mm-hmm. the end users on ecf on youtube and and the manufacturers basically beta testers who were like getting all the bugs worked out of the products and and it became and then that became a thing where well we're just going to like put out a new version of this thing every two months but that was a <laughs> right. while, that right. was a while later
0: you know right and right right
2: so it's user innovation it's the internet um it's it's grassroots and like From the ground, uh, there's, I don't know of anything that's more um, like from the ground up rather than top-down innovation.
0: Yeah, I don't think there's a better better example of it. Uh, Jeffy asked in the chat, do you think a tobacco flavor bottle, so a bottle of e-liquid open system will get through? We haven't seen any yet, but that doesn't mean no. I would say that's a question mark right now because no bottled anything has been approved. No, no, nothing has been approved. Nothing. That's where we're at right authori- now.
3: Authorized, not approved, authorized. So right. Alex doesn't kill us. Authorized.
1: Right.
0: Nothing's no. been authorized yet. Literally nothing. It's
1: tough to say, like, the op- op, like I said earlier, the optimistic side of me thinks that some e-liquids get through. Not mm-hmm. a lot, but some. some. And then there's another side of me that like, you know, if we start seeing like some store, news stories and some studies about open vapor and fucking crazy shit happening, and we start he- hearing about, you know, mods blowing up in people's pockets again, then, then that knows, then Not we know right. that they're prepping us for, for the big disappointment. For the
0: yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I just want to acknowledge Tribal Buddha 14 year vape anniversary today. That's amazing, that's incredible. I was attracted yeah. to being able to take an empty V2 cart and fill it myself with a flavor other than tobacco. Would you look at that? Other than tobacco, congratulations, Tribal Buddha! That's amazing. I thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your story with us now.
3: 14 years, that's 14 years. I feel, is he the first vapor? I think like, he's in the first vapor
1: ever. This is so he started vaping in like guitar. 2007 said, then. Yeah,
2: um, yeah, that's very early. You
1: know? When did you start that's vaping, Nick? 09? 09,
0: January 09. It was a you that know, too. New Year's resolution to quit. So I went on eBay, bought a Smoke 51 starter kit for $200. Two stick batteries and two little cartridges it was $200. It was crazy. I got it, didn't think I needed anything else, just ripped through two cardamizers in about a day and then started vaping burnt polyfill and realized I needed e-liquid. And then, you know, it was a big learning experience. You know, but you don't need a
1: PMTA for blue seafoam. You so. don't,
0: you don't, you don't, you definitely don't. My, I guess what, my, one of my final questions here is once FDA approves something, because something's going to get approved, they're not going to approve nothing. Right.
3: I mean, I feel like Jewel's probably. They have get to that. approve something. I feel like a tobacco jewel. My money's on that. It might I, be a tobacco jewel pod. I,
1: I still love. Be I love the idea. I th- who was it that brought it up? I think it was Greg Conley. I love the idea of um, of. Enjoy. Uh, uh, Enjoy. Get. Yeah. Yes. I Almost forgot. that. I name. think that would be Android glorious. Uh, get, getting it first.
3: I'm not saying, I, yeah, I'm not happens, saying right? first, I'm just saying of all the ones, I feel like I cannot see a world where FDA doesn't at some point approve a Juul tobacco yes, system.
0: They have to. They. Ha- I think it'll happen this year. I think it's going to happen sooner than we think. At that point, doesn't that change the conversation about what is actually appropriate for the protection of public health? If FDA is now saying, okay, if smokers switch to this approved jewel pod, that is appropriate for the protection of public health. Is it's it a, not well, just like a slippery slope to going,
1: okay, well, then these two, then these two, then these two, then these two, then these two. Then these two. Because a like jewel pod saying, is not
0: that different.
1: Like I was saying earlier, that it's going to open, it, it, it creates a scenario where FDA will have to start defending vapor products. They're going to have to say why they approved it they're going to have to make cases for it. Yes. They're going to probably admit that it's a lot safer than smoking. Yeah. Um and so that would help us with the tax fight, you know, if that right. happened soon obviously.
3: But and some uh, public opinion too, I think.
0: And some oh, public yeah. my to my bigger point, I think it's more public opinion because I think the person who may be skeptical about vaping now and they see the FDA approval for maybe this Juul product They may not go buy that jewel product, but they'll now in their head go, I could buy a different vaping product, or I could buy that one I saw on the internet now that I know that it, that vaping's FDA approved. I think that's going to be a a societal changing thing. Maybe. Maybe?
3: I mean, I think potentially, Mm -hmm. just for the record, vaping won't be FDA approved. Right.
1: It's going to be headline news when somebody gets approved. And- uh, And they're going to have to defend their, their decision. Yeah. So they're going to be put in a situation where they now have to stick up for vapor products.
0: Yeah. They're going to have to stick up for vapor products in, in, in the face of overwhelming political pressure from Rajah Krishnamoorthy, Dick Durbin. These guys are crazy anti-vapors and they, seemingly want to circumvent science and the you know congressional instituted regulatory process just cuz they're screaming in the air and waving their hands around they're
1: like don't don't approve anything don't approve anything well that's why all these denials were so predictable too because they were just like softening it right. they were softening it first like look look guys we freaking just got rid of a million products and right. like Are you, happy you know they're yet? like getting ready for to you know soft you know it
3: softens the blow when they finally approve a product so also
2: too i'm sorry Go ahead. i was just
3: gonna say real quick off of matt's point also too we're expecting uh nyts numbers youth numbers to mm-hmm. come out pretty much yeah. any time now right if you know i feel like i'm the yeah. you know one that gets any real moment. excited about this so we should be getting a teaser so They always was two releases it's the teaser info and then it's like the full MMR. And then six months later, it's the full data set. So teasers usually happen right, like September-y and then maybe a month later we get, yep. you know. So we should be, we're on track for some youth data anytime now. Yeah, I well, would imagine if the youth data comes back and last year's trend, which was a decline, continues this year and there is a further decline, I think FDA might coordinate the potential authorization announcement of something with that. Like, oh look, you know, the youth are really Mm -hmm. like it's going down now. So oh by the way, here's Jewel. You know I just not convinced they're gonna
1: approve Jewel. I see a lot of speculation bad options.
0: I agree with Matt.
2: Or enjoy or whoever I don't think they'll approve Jewel first. I mean Mm -hmm. I mean authorize. But I mean, the. Oh, um,
3: thank you. The thank you. Alex taught me well, you guys. Oh, I'm not. Authorized, authorized, not approved. Shout out to Alex. No,
2: Alex, Alex, yeah, when Alex I'm Ford. writing, I always say authorized. It's know, easy I to know. say approved, but the FDA will tell you that the FDA does not approve any
3: tobacco product. No, they no. do not. They um, authorize.
0: But they make it prove so, it's appropriate for the protection of public health before they authorize it.
3: Correct. That's
2: right.
0: Yeah. That's why they authorize it, according to them.
2: So, by the way, that whole process, which is spelled out in the Tobacco Control Act of PMTAs for new products, was created by our friend Matt Myers, who wrote it along with Philip Morris lawyers and some congressional staffers. So there should be nothing that's happening that surprises Matt Myers, and yet, he just seems shocked. Shocked by every single cool thing that the FDA does. It's shocking
0: that they would do this.
3: So, <laughs> oh. oh, Matt Myers. Shocking. He's the one who came up with it.
0: Are we going to do an so, Occupy um, FDA? Like, really You know, I was numbers? wondering
3: where their headquarters is. I was like,
0: combine like the Mother Truck and Power
3: Rangers. It- Drivable? Could I, I agree? Could I drive body out. bags out to the FDA? Is could that a thing? Body I could bags do? to the FDA? Or what if we Pull just a little I mean, I would stunt- never
2: tell anybody to go and throw fake blood on FDA employees
0: or anything like that?
2: No, huh. don't but do
3: that. Don't do that. We it's make our like-
0: own homemade, you know, special effect. Look, like cancer-ridden, looking lungs, like big, soggy, wet, gray or sponges, right? And just tombstones, them, and make them smell little... like ashes. You know, roll it in ashes and just uh, throw it at FDA. Yeah, the so mainstream media will
3: paint us all. Oh Metal. I was thinking no. like little cardboard tombstones that you sure. can like stick in the ground and line them all up around the FDA. I feel like right. you're probably not going to get arrested for that. No. I mean, no, no,
0: no, no. No,
3: no.
1: Yeah, but unfortunately, in this political climate, they'll try to compare us to the, uh you know, January uh, right, September. right. Yeah,
0: we'll end up call, nobody
1: uh,
0: pra- <laughs> no insurrectionists. Leave, insurrectionists. Leave your
3: firearms and your zip ties at home. Do you yeah. hear me? Call us, uh, vapor's insurrectionists. Here's, here's what we do. Here's
0: here. I'm glad we have this group think tank going right now because here's what we do when we show up at FDA. We make sure that our message is very clear and very on point, and we have signs that specify this is not political i just don't want to die this is not political i just don't want to die those can be our signs hundreds of people holding those signs in front of fda there's no way we could be compared to any sort of yeah i like q Anons, anything we are apolitical like we
1: just don't want to die and then there's one guy in the center q sent yeah. me yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> no Jesus i will face. throw you out i will hunt you down do not i don't <laughs> care if you believe that oh, i do care but we're not going to talk about that right now that's your business you do not bring it out if it if that happens advocating for a grim
1: greens viewers not one of my viewers ah oh, <sighs> yeah
0: definitely definitely
3: one oh, issue at a time FDA the, <sighs> the, the fda uh,
0: tribal buddha is letting us know that the fda quarters headquarters is in maryland so silver oh, spring maryland? maryland yeah we'd have to go to maryland but it's, that's fine it's
3: right across it's right by washington
0: what up? Represent Maryland.
3: That's far away from me. I'll go to Maryland. I was hoping I could drive somewhere. Uh, we had a super chat Didn't, here.
0: Think well, the FDA headquarters is in Nevada.
3: I mean, There's I was hopeful. No
0: the FDA hopeful. headquarters in <laughs> Nevada. Super chat from Pam says not to distract down from the, the street. not to distract from the topic tonight. But for the Canadians watching, please go and vote. Defeating the liberal liberal government is our last hope of over, overturning current legislation and preventing a flavor ban in Canada.
2: It's not legislation that's a that's a rule by health canada that's a rule
0: is that just nomenclature semantics there
2: no it's it's their fda making a rule it's not right. their legislature the law that the law that underwrites the rule was passed years ago
1: i mean there is i have been sitting in on the canadian canadian industry um meetings it's actually really nice that their industry does a zoom meeting every every week and uh i mean there's multiple different er, areas yes you know there is an argument to make be make be made that uh if the conservatives beat the liberals in canada there might be extra pressure on health canada to not go through with it but they i don't from my understanding i don't think they can actually stop health canada they can replace people in the office it's kind of like fda you know like right. my was there. but oh. they, they can't just tell health canada you can't do this flavor ban however i will say that if if it gets to the point where there's a lawsuit um which industry has already been raising money for there's i interviewed the um not on my youtube channel but for another uh a company that in Canada for for their uh, channel, I, I interviewed the lawyer that would be doing that, and he's really sharp. He he already beat the government of Canada on safe injection sites. I think he beat them on something about AIDS as well. The perfect lawyer for this fight in Canada. And there's he laid out a lot of the arguments they can use because it's it's a uh, constitutional issue up there. That's uh-huh. the way they view it. And and you know he said wins that are similar to that. So, not saying it's not dire there. It is, but be optimistic that there are some good people fighting this. If it gets if it gets to the point where they have to go to court, it's you know they have really good representation. Yeah.
0: Canada. Now there is still a va- there's still a website called vapepmta.com that is keeping track. I believe in a graphical representation. Of everybody who's submitted, everybody who's been uh, accepted, denied, under mm. still under review, and Charlie's Chalk Dust is still one of the few on this website, apart from other larger companies like VooPoo, that still says under the review, you know, under the review portion of it. Hmm. So I don't know. This I don't know if how and bantam bantam Bantam. still under substantive substantive review so
3: substantive
0: substantive what did i say (laughs) substantive see but then it says avail has only submitted so i don't know how up to date this website is but it can be another resource if people are really interested to see who who, who's getting approved or who's getting denied you know who's getting these mdos and who is
3: you can also just so go to are, the FDA website. Still in that they have a CSV oh, well? you can download.
0: Oh, but this is more fun and it's in graphical there form. There are
2: still manufacturers <laughs> that haven't had their haven't had their PMTA um, accepted by the FDA for review yet. Oh, like first so step. They, that's right. Not everybody who got an MDO even had been accepted. They went and, and looked at at PMTAs that hadn't gotten to the first step. And then went ahead and did the third step, so I mean, wow. it messed up, and I don't, I don't know what we're gonna see. But you're right; all those bigger companies are still in there with their flavors. Vale is, um, Naked enjoy, is. yeah, enjoy,
3: enjoy. Still, so we haven't heard back. They don't have any flavors. Oh, flavors! Sorry, I thought you were just talking oh, about yeah. big companies in general.
2: Uh, uh, oh yeah, injury no, no. hasn't submitted I think the big flavors. Open E-liquid companies are still some of them are still in there. Enjoy submitted flavors. flavors I think. No, they didn't. They didn't. No. I
1: Why? thought they That's did on a few of them or something on their disposables or something. Maybe I'm wrong.
2: Uh, if if they if that is possible, I don't know. I, I looked at the views alto, and they just submitted tobacco and Memo. Gotcha
0: interesting by the way
2: um all the big companies except except jewel i believe all the other four big companies all use um s'more atomizers in their pod devices ah, uh oldest so, in the oldest so in the game s'more is the is the parent company for people who don't know of vaporousel
0: yeah s'more is one of the Ealing, oldest in the world
2: so yeah, yeah they are and they're the they're the biggest vaping company in the world. Yeah. Right now.
0: They absolutely are. Well, okay, let me ask one last question here. We can wrap this up. Um do you think that the, the big tobacco has any interest in ever uh you know, open vapor anything? The idea that we're going to have the biggest big companies sitting on the blanket and all we're going to get is their products they're, they're obviously aware of Open Vapor. They can see how many customers are here. Do you think they would ever have any interest in doing I think they 36 would if, RTAs? They would
1: if, uh, okay, if an Open Vapor company gets through PMTA, like let's say a does or Naked right. does, then they're going to get a, a, a offer to buy yeah. from Tobacco. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: But, you know, they, Big Tobacco is not going to go down that road until they know for sure that open vapor is going to survive and uh you know there's right. there's a point in trying but they're going to do anything that makes them money and they want to own the whole industry if they can so they're definitely going to try to buy out somebody like like a naked or one of those big dogs
2: yeah it'd be hard to turn them down too yeah right and so <laughs> they'll, they'll offer way more than it's worth
1: oh so. yeah I mean if if, if I a company turn that down you couldn't turn that down I couldn't turn that down any e-liquid company that gets PMTA is now, is now worth millions of dollars so you That's know right. just the PMTA alone is is worth loads and loads of cash and I so, imagine yeah, I
2: even if you get, even if you get, unless they approve hundreds of tobacco flavors if they don't approve hundreds of them and they just approve a few or a few dozen those companies are worth a lot too yeah. Yeah. And I mean, let's look at this logically. I don't think vape shops are going to survive if they just have like two dozen tobacco flavors to sell. Right. They're they're going to have to come up with different business models. But those two dozen flavors are going to go into smoke shops all over the country and probably into C-store displays.
0: Yeah. That's where um, I see most of the vape stuff I run across are now become
2: valuable. And I I mean, I know there are some, um, there are some not tiny and not, you know, Altria sized companies like Turning Point Brands that have e-liquids submitted for PMTA. Mm. They have a distribution model already where they have distribution to smoke shops and some C stores. And they also own three or four of the largest online sellers that still exist. Um, Vaporfy, Vapor... Mm. I'm not going to name them because if I get one wrong, then somebody will kill me.
0: Yeah, don't name names, Jim McDonald.
2: But that's a company company to watch as far as um, getting tobacco flavors on the market and making something of it. I hope that everybody who has been saying for years that you've got to have flavors to get people to switch to vaping and stuff like that. I hope everybody doesn't just write off tobacco flavors as an effective thing.
0: Oh, right. Absolutely. I agree.
2: You're selling e-liquid. You're going to have to go to work the day after this all all shakes out and sell tobacco flavors to people to make a living. Mm
4: -hmm. And you're
2: going to have to do it for them to help them quit smoking. Mm -hmm. So you better start thinking more positively about the stuff you've been saying I can't sell that. It tastes just like cigarettes.
0: First of all, it doesn't. It can't. They can't possibly recreate it. No, it doesn't taste like cigarettes. And that's all, honestly, I mean, at least in my experience, when I first started vaping, that's all anybody wanted was something that tasted like a cigarette or something like a menthol cigarette. And then when they realized they couldn't get that, they went, oh, okay, uh, root beer, watermelon.
3: Right. That's
0: Cinnamon buns, right? If I can't get it to taste exactly like a cigarette, then I might as well make it taste something that doesn't remind me of anything like a cigarette.
3: And also, menthol, oh. you guys, is not that bad. Even if you hate know, tobacco,
2: Listen, come I on, menthol.
3: If I had to, I could probably survive on a menthol vape. I pod. Like, I, don't I, don't
2: mind. Mind. I like the jewel menthol, which is mixed with tobacco. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. tobacco I would vape
1: flavored e-liquid from North Korea before I vape menthol. Oh.
4: <laughs> <laughs> OK. <laughs> All Dang. right. Hard,
1: hard stance to take. What's your reasoning there, Matt Cully? Kim Kim Jong Clouds e liquid line. <laughs> Kim Jong Clouds.
2: I'm, I'm I'm looking at the black market myself, and I think I might launch my ants line of liquid at a million. You hours should do times. it.
3: What was the Jekyll yeah. one called?
2: Jackler juice. There you go. And um, then I also have Durban poison.
3: Durbin oh, Durban poison. Like Durban poison, the weed. Durban oh.
0: poison. Holy Excellent. crap, that's good.
3: I well, just made a box for Durban poison today. And so I really got your joke, Jim. I really got it. Really like, landed
0: hard. Barbara, really. Suggests, Barbara also suggests a rally in front of FDA headquarters, which, look, I'm telling you those signs. I mean,
3: thing. I I support rallies. The problem is, like, my fear with rallies is, like, how do you really know if people can show up, and especially now with, like, I'm not traveling with COVID. I don't know about anybody sure. else. Like, um, And the money, like, people are struggling. I just worry. Like, maybe next year things will be looking up. Yeah, but I mean... But, yeah, yeah I don't know. I wouldn't... Part I too. personally wouldn't try to rally anytime right now this year because I feel like nobody would show up because we got too many other I, problems.
2: There's a lot of ins and outs to that, too. I'm not sure you can get a permit to...
3: Um, rally, rally like, like the yeah NBA. oh really so
2: yeah. You'd, you'd, you'd probably have to do it illegally which would mean you just show up there with right. no we're not we're, no, we're no used to doing it illegally you might get arrested yeah.
1: so and the media turns it into you know a covid super spreader event and right. that's what
3: we do not <laughs> yeah. want okay yeah, that's what we don't want do not want vaping and well, super that's, spreader that's the problem in the same with rallies
1: right now i mean mm-hmm. it's like the covid shit
0: yeah and that's exactly. all you have to say even if it's not a super spreader event you can just say oh a super spreader event it's like it's just the little gun in their holster that any organizing they can just go <laughs> super spreader event when super when we event, were super interviewing
1: super nick grim green green he was sniffling and i'm pretty sure he might have coughed he's gonna be the covid super spreader
0: yeah covid super spreader kevin yum says the government is distorting the whole market can we not go teddy roosevelt and file an antitrust where's the sba there are other agencies besides. Not sure where you're going with that, but where is the SBA? Where is the Small Business Alliance and all of this? I mean,
3: they put out a letter, right? That said, yeah. we really don't think this is a good idea. But I don't really know that they can do much else besides that.
0: That's it. Small Business Alliance power is very limited.
3: I don't. I don't personally. I do 100%. remember that
0: they did put out a letter, and they did put. They out They
3: did. A, yeah, they were like, "This is not a super great idea, and we're not super." Oh, Jim. Yeah. Oh, Jim. I wonder Jim. if the lightning struck. Or something he warned us that he was having a storm a bad storm well, where see, he now, is. this doesn't
0: make any sense Oh. <laughs> and the fda fax is over my face
3: don't quote me though on the sba thing maybe they have superpowers i'm not entirely sure i know they sent a letter i don't know if they do anything else besides Jim just messaged me. His power went out, as predicted. Okay,
0: well, thank you, Jim McDonald, for being on the show and for bringing your insight I and wisdom. I think that was his this. excuse.
1: It's really his bedtime.
0: Yeah, he's up way past his bedtime, way past his bedtime. So, here's the final question that we're going to pose on this live stream before we wrap it up. Matt Cully, Danielle Jones, what? Where are we going from here? What do we do now? What are we doing? What's the game plan? Nothing's off the table. Let's just brainstorm. I have some ideas.
3: <laughs> uh, Danielle, do
1: you want to go first,
3: or you want okay? uh, No, somebody else go first. Well, <laughs> well, I want to hear what you guys I, say
1: I first. I Let's want to hear what you have to it, say, Matt. I, I've been in this industry not as long as as you have, Nick. But Almost, like, though. Almost. It's like the, three years shy. Twenty
3: fourteen. Oh, Matt I mean, and I are the wave, same.
1: It's a wave you ride, and am I I'm numb to it. I mean, I had to go on on an SSRI because of it. No, I'm kidding. I mean, I did have to go on an SSRI, but not just because of that. Okay. But anyway, it's like it's going to it's a roller coaster. And yep. what I can always, what I always tell people is, is don't preemptively close shop or don't, uh, you know, go back to smoking. Like, right. I, I still think that the savvy types that, you know, most of the people that watch this video will probably always be able to find access to the vape products that they want to use. Yes. But obviously you know the less if we see vape shops closing down there's less access for for new new yeah um you know the, they're the types that we need to be concerned about the granny that you know buys a a device and some liquid and she doesn't even get online you know she goes to her local vape shop like she's screwed yeah. you know if that shop closes down so i mean i'm i always have an optimistic side i do think that FDA is going to pass some stuff but none of us know you know what sure. exactly that's going to be it's sorry been... pass isn't the right word it's uh approved
0: authorized authorized God, authorized 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 i'm gonna get you uh, see i think my take on this is i agree with you matt It it is a roller coaster and it's a roller coaster that a lot of people myself included have been riding hard just white knuckled the yeah. whole time since 2014, and you see 2014, it's like, oh shit, everybody's scared. And then it goes way back up. And then 2016, it's like, oh shit, everybody's scared. And then it goes up and then, you know, it goes way back up. And then Evoli and oh shit, everybody's scared. And it dies again. And then it, uh, it comes back up. And this is another oh shit, everybody's scared. And there's been so many oh shit, everybody's scared that every time an oh shit, everybody's scared event happens, it just. We, we lose a little mass. And then mm-hmm. we lose a little mass. And then we might like grow like. You know, incrementally, and then we'll lose some mass, and then we'll grow incrementally, and then we'll lose some mass. This can't be another mass loss event. Uh, I think there's just too many smokers' lives at stake. Personally, I don't want to see this be another mass loss event. I, I think uh, I'm, I'm of the mindset that we stay the course and defend vaping. Absolutely, that's that's all I really care to do.
1: Something I was going to say earlier and it applies to this is that everyone that's a consumer out there needs to know that you like, let's say there's a shop you go to uh, sometimes and they they're selling a a liquid. That's technically illegal. It's not illegal for you to own it or buy it. It's illegal for that shop to sell it. So keep that in mind where like, if it gets to the point where you're having to dabble in gray or black markets, Mm -hmm. you're not going to be going to jail or anything like that. It's the person that sold it to you is the one that will get the warning letter if they're right. in trouble.
0: If they're on FDA's radar, and I mean, and the first step, even then, if they're on FDA's radar, is to get a warning letter. And yeah. And then you get multiple warning letters, and then you get like 15 warning letters. And then after that, it's like an official warning. And then you get like nine official warnings. And then after that, it's like a writ, you know, it escalates up into. Yeah.
1: So no one go back to cigarettes thinking like, yeah, I'm not going to break the law.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Also, there's I'm seeing some weird discussion in chat and I just want to address something real quick. So somebody keeps asking, is it illegal to sell vapor products? Yes, but this is a complicated question. FDA is the one that is enforcement and in charge of this, right? So if you sell a bottle of e-liquid right now, It is not automatically a felony and you are not going to jail and the cops are not going to arrest you. This is under FDA jurisdiction right now. Now, does that mean that states at a later date cannot or have not already amended their laws so that they can then send their state police after you or that FDA would charge others with enforcement or that ATF could get involved at some point and those things could happen. But at this moment right now, it is up to FDA. So you know what I mean? Like you're not somebody in chat saying you're committing a felony. No, you're not. You are no. violating FDA regulations. FDA will send you warning letters, After a series of letters. them. <laughs> they can issue civil money penalties. They can seize your products. There are things that they can do, but I don't want people going around accusing other people of you know committing felonies because This is more complicated than that. And people
1: don't understand how many products out there are technically under FDA jurisdiction, but aren't FDA approved, but still get sold every day. Most sexual lubes are technically technically supposed to uh, get approval from FDA. None of them do. They're illegal to sell them, but the FDA doesn't Enforce. enforce against it, and they just let them do it. So, you know, there's tons of like people breaking fda rules not just in our industry all the time i'm not at all telling people what to do like that's on you know if you're a vape shop owner you need to decide what you're going to do but from a consumer standpoint you're not going
3: to get in trouble for buying vapor products no that's that's really no there's no possession issues here there's that's not a thing right right at least not At the current state that I am aware of, that's not a thing anywhere by anyone. We're talking about manufacturers and we're talking about FDA enforcement. So I just I don't want to see people running around bullying and scaring other people because I find that highly inappropriate. You may need to concern yourself with FDA enforcement right now, possibly other law enforcement agencies in the future. But don't be making stuff up.
0: And look, if you're going to be a total and complete piece of shit and be a narc, all that's going to happen is the FDA is going to go, stop fucking bothering us. We are really busy right now. I'm not sure if you can see how busy we are. So Please stop by. I don't care if Dave just sold five bottles of e-liquid on his Facebook group. Right. We have so much more stuff to worry about than Dave selling his five bottles of e-liquid in a Facebook group. I mean, every dietary supplement that says...
3: Guaranteed weight loss is technically violating FDA. You know yeah, what I making mean? Like, claims. right? Exactly. And a lot of times, unless it's really egregious, eh, they're still on the shelves, right? Like, you know. So there's, yeah. I don't know what you want to call it. There is wiggle room here. This is not. People are not committing felonies right now. Right. That's all yeah. I'm saying.
0: People it, are committing. It's felonies. not
2: most of these. Most of these things are not crimes per se. They're civil matters. Right. So. When the FDA punishes you, when they fine you, they call it a civil mon- money penalty. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's not a criminal um, penalty. And it's a fine. You you might be involved in a crime, a state crime or a local crime by selling something that the FDA hasn't approved. You should certainly talk to a lawyer if you have questions about that. But there, nobody's going to come in with handcuffs and haul you
0: off for selling flavored e-liquid. It's not going to happen, uh, Jim. The question I posed before your power went out, and everybody's already answered. What, do, where, what do you think uh, is a viable pathway forward for us right now? What, what do we do? What's the what's the game plan? What do you think
2: for consumers or industry?
0: Either or, consumers or industry, consumers and industry.
2: Well, I mean, consumers need to find a find a pipeline for the products that they want, the the products that they want the most, the products they can get by with.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And you know they need to find a, a range of products that they can use to avoid smoking, if that's the alternative. Um, and industry needs to like,
0: boy, I have a hard time giving advice. Yeah. On that, you can just say get it shit together. That's an acceptable answer too.
2: Well, I, there are there are people who, um, you know, J Vapes, which is uh, Amanda Wheeler and her husband's yeah. company. Been around since 2011. Yeah, that's old for an American uh, e liquid company. And think of all the money that they've made and poured into trying to help everybody else survive, too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So, I would like everybody who's intending to stay in this, even if it's in the black market, to think about financing some of the work that has to be done to legitimize this and make it a respectable industry. Yeah. It's respectable to me as it is. I'm saying to the rest of society.
0: Right. To the rest of society. Yeah. I get that. So
2: put, put your put some money where your mouth is or where your income is if you're making money off of it.
0: Yeah. Look, hashtag defend vaping. And you're right. There's lots of people that make a lot of money off of vaping.
2: There's a lot of people who you know make a little bit of money and spend a lot of it <laughs> trying to help vaping. Yep. And there's a lot of people who make a lot of money and don't spend a
0: nickel. And then buy Lambos.
2: <laughs> what color is your Lambo, Nick?
0: <laughs> uh, my Toyota <laughs> is like a ivory color. It's not quite white. It looks dirty all the time, that color. You got all that YouTube money. Yeah, Nick all spends all his money.
1: Lambo money on Star Wars memorabilia. Yeah. <laughs> you think Stormtrooper helmets I mean,
0: cheap? Stormtrooper helmets ain't cheap. So uh, I guess... I want to say this. This is coming from a a source that will remain anonymous, but I I reached out and asked for some advice. And this person said, um, I think borrowing heavily from the cannabis side uh, would benefit like showing nicotine's health, medicinal nicotine, uh, pointing out that, 14% 14% of Americans who smoke are low income, indigenous, LGBTQ, homeless, uh, illicit drug users or adults with mental health conditions. I think I I personally yeah, think the the social justice issue of this is undeniable. Undeniable, especially if we're talking about raising taxes and having it disproportionately affect low income, indigenous, LGBTQ, homeless, illicit drug users or people with mental health conditions, it's unreasonable to raise the taxes on them. And so I think this is good advice. I would like to, I like the idea of borrowing from the cannabis industry and using them as a little bit of a, a blueprint for what they've done over the last, whatever, 40 plus years.
2: Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And I I think that if, if nicotine vaping people had been more eager to unite with the cannabis people
0: Mm -hmm,
2: mm -hmm. earlier that it would be in better shape. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it was a tough sell that, and it's really only written within what the last four years that cannabis has been really legitimized. I mean, it's not even fully legitimized yet. Yeah. I'd say four to five years before it's been even like scratching the mainstream.
1: But that's what I remember back then 20, I had this argument with somebody I've always been about making cannabis an ally. But yeah. back then people didn't want to uh, be associated yeah. with it because they thought it would make us look bad. Now yeah. you have a hard time. Yes. Now the cannabis people Now the cannabis to
3: people us. are like, "You crazy." Yeah.
2: So yeah, they don't want to, they don't want never to touch us. The case, But I've run into that a million times myself. Yeah. So recreational cannabis has been legal in Colorado and Washington since 2014. Mhm. Oh, okay. 7 years.
0: Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I mean even now I don't
1: know. <laughs> Not that it's no, and agree. It's got to be made. We have to make this a social issue. You have to talk about, you know, obviously yeah. the health, the health uh, stuff, but also the communities that it'll disproportionately affect, yep. which is smokers who are, you know, lower class minorities, other protected groups. You got like, let me give you an example. Most of you guys that know me know that I was never a big fan of Trump, but when Trump was president... I played the game and I made the arguments that were good for Trump at the time. You know, when we were all on Twitter and talking about votes, that's what worked with Trump, you know, but there's so many diehard righties in the vaping industry and that's totally cool. I respect that. But you got to now be willing to speak the Democrats language. Mm -hmm. And even if you think, oh, I got to be all PC and talk about social justice, suck it up, buddy. We all suck it up. Yeah, you do. When, when when Trump was was in office, it's now time for you to speak their language. That's yeah, how you have to play have things to. With, with a single issue. When it's a single issue thing, and if you could talk to all the cannabis veterans about this, there, you know, a guy like Ethan Nadelman, he'll he'll go talk to people, right wing people like American ta- Americans for Tax Reform, but also go to progressive groups. You can't, yeah. you know, you can't be too political and only play one side. But you got to use the right arguments for each of them
4: yeah you have to use 100% the right 100
3: percent, echo that i yeah. had the same issue i am technically a registered democrat was not a fan of trump but i tweeted at him politely and talked about the number of votes and made graphic maps and did the things that trump cared about yeah. swallowed it and tried to appeal to what he cared about as much as you don't like biden that is what you need mm-hmm. to do now. You don't need to like him. You need to convince him. These are two to, different yeah, things. Exactly. You
0: don't have to like him. You just have to. Yeah, exactly. You just have to convince him. You just have to let him see reason. You just have to. And see, you're not going to convince him by calling him a crazy
3: liberal, him. baby right, right. eating well, pedophile. No, that,
0: that doesn't win. Heads anybody
3: up. Over. That doesn't win anybody <laughs>
0: over on Baby's either side. Like five years ago. Oh, sorry.
3: I'm I'm out of the loop. Well, you can get synthetic
0: adrenochrome now. So. Oh, it's, it's no, of, what? Yeah, it, yeah, you can get synthetic adrenochrome. You don't need scared babies <laughs> to sacrifice anymore. <laughs> I don't even can know you, what you're talking about. Yeah, can you vape women, it?
1: Can you vape you can't synthetic vape it. Yeah, if you get because the VG... That could, be a, that could be our business opportunity. vg base oh, no.
0: synthetic adrenochrome for the cabals don't, who don't want to kill babies anymore.
1: I don't know what's happening right now. Some <laughs> strawberry, strawberry custard adrenochrome. <laughs> Some, uh, yeah...
0: <laughs> Uniform, what is an adrenochrome? adrenochrome. adrenochrome? I don't adrenochrome even know. Adrenochrome what... is it's 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 hogwash. It's hogwash. Okay. It's what uh, okay. it's what the global elites um, dream conspiracy theory to in order to stay young.
3: Is this some deep state shit? Is that what's happening? Yeah, yeah, Alex yeah. Like oh, yeah. Alex Jones
1: used to yeah. talk about.
0: Is poor, no, so I don't. At least... So anyway, don't the FDA
2: extracted real adrenochrome is extracted from a human uh, adrenal gland. Yeah and i don't think it exists actually in the world but if you remember um fear and loathing in las vegas either yeah. the book or the movie because they're identical there's the scene where um hunter thompson is like taking this dropper from this bottle it's like one of those old um droppers oh yeah yeah i
0: remember that scene
2: and dripping it into his mouth and the flamenco That's supposed to be adrenochrome
0: yeah well it's how the elite stay young Apparently that's, that's what I've learned. It's
1: that's also worth pointing out that like you gleaned, I'm not a, I'm not fond of a, a lot of things that Biden's, well, not a lot, but some things that Biden's done so far, but as far as the FDA stuff goes, this has nothing to do with him. We still yeah. all the same we don't work, a commissioner, the same people that worked in the center for tobacco products during Trump are still there. So regard, you know, F, regardless, FDA was always going to do this. Mm-hmm. Now, you, obviously, you need politicians to put pressure on FDA, but we haven't been very good at getting that to happen when we've had Republican or Democratic presidents. Well,
0: oh, we got one rep that I know of, Julie Casimiro on Rhode Island. I think she's the only one. She's not congressional. State rep. Who else?
2: She's a state
0: rep. Oh, she's a state rep. Yeah, that's all we have. We got one state rep, Julie Casimiro, That's it. <laughs> That's- i think we got a few others
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah there's been a few state reps that have said nice things yeah. there's been
0: a few state reps that have said nice things and at least like offered you know went on to try to turn things around in their state like i know julie went back to rhode island and attempted to overturn some bad vape legislation i don't know how successful she was but she tried and that's one and if we can get more we can get more and if we can you know that we can't then we'll keep trying
2: that's how it works though you get that one person and then the next time around she's yeah. convinced all three others and then it expands yep it grows like that and that's how it works with with weed yeah and- i
1: talk, it's i really enjoy talking to my local politicians everyone should do it if you feel confident enough in what you're saying like and making the different arguments for different people is fun it's kind of like you know it's sport trying to sell them on vaping yeah. and uh <laughs> you know, there was a lady Missoula in Montana was banning flavors. And I went to the most progressive lady that, you know, I looked at all their records cause I didn't know a bunch of bunch about them. I looked, I found the most progressive lady and I, I brought up all the social justice stuff and to who it's going to disproportionately affect. And she was the only Democrat that voted against the flavor or against. Yeah. Against the flavor ban. So, I mean, you can, turn local politicians faster and easier mm-hmm. than yeah. you know the big guys because they have let they're less beholden to their donors they're not yeah. you know worried about getting a pharma check if they vote against a vaping ban you know yeah and absolutely.
2: there's a lot uh, pressure group influence at the very local level yeah
1: yeah, yeah. well
0: and, and it also is a matter of you don't also win them over by yelling at them either you, you can't no. win a politician over by calling them uh you know corrupt assholes
3: or that they have dementia or that they're senile or right. that i'm sorry you guys that's yeah. not gonna work and if you believe it's not gonna that, work that people have dementia pretend that you don't yeah or Just, i mean i mean
2: yeah. you can vote against them sure <laughs> yeah yeah. vote against absolutely. it. but if
3: you're trying to convince them that vaping is not you know Listen the devil's handiwork face. yeah Maybe just suspend your reality for a Stay moment nice. and just pretend that that you feel that they're a normal just person.
0: pretend that you're trying to trick them. That's a good way to look there at it. There you go. Just pretend there you're you trying to trick them. Like, I'm going to convince this this Democrat that vaping is awesome and here's how I'm going to do it. I'm gonna kick exactly. the fuck yeah. out of this
1: Democrat. We'll the, the problem is just getting them to care enough to put their neck out for it. Yeah, most that's politicians, it. most politicians, whether it be the president all the way down to your state reps, don't give a fuck about vaping. Right, they don't care. Like you know, except besides know like the Durbin types, you know, you get you have a few that like it became their pet project, but uh, most of them don't give a shit. The hard thing is getting them to put. The, you know, they'll agree with you a lot of times and on the phone or something, but getting mm. them to put their neck out for it is, is difficult. Like they don't want to spend the political capital on something like vaping.
2: Well, even the ones that have made it their pet project don't know anything about it. No, yeah. they, and it- they really are just going off what they've been told by tobacco free kids and the uh, cancer action network. Yeah. And you know, the lobbyists that they deal with, um, so the ones who are like tobacco <laughs> warriors, like Dick Durbin, he doesn't know anything about it either. No. He's just all all he's done is spent uh, a good portion of his career being aligned with Matt Myers and accruing the benefits of that by you know Proxy. by trumpeting it over and over again. But he still doesn't know anything about it. Yeah. So, if you're arguing with these people. You need to make your arguments simple, clear, and polite. Yep. Um, I'm never going to get to argue with Dick Durbin, so I feel free to call him
0: an asshole. But um, yeah, it's hard to do that. I mean, just say that it's really hard to do that, especially when you're. My personally, my temper is so high with FDA and people like Raja Krishnamoorthy. It's hard for me to get on Twitter and be polite to Raja Krishnamoorthy. It's, I, it's, it's I'm impossible not, for me.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure it matters on Twitter, um, but if you're like meeting in person with them, you'd have.
0: Well, to sure, sure, there. sure. Yes. I'd probably also wear pants. You know, when I meet him, not. Yeah, <laughs> well, definitely
3: Twitter. wear pants as opposed to yeah. not. If wear I met pants, him in real life,
0: you know? it would be a much different story. Other than you know, but on Twitter, I just lose my temper too much, and I guess I need to watch it.
1: Yeah, you're pretty different. good. Try to call mm-hmm. them. There's st- you can. You know, I've talked to Tester, Senator Tester staffers. Mm-hmm. I met with them once face to face when I was in D.C. But then I've talked to the same people on the phone multiple times. And uh, you just got to stay in their ear because like I said earlier, they just don't care enough. Like half, you know, they've we got vapors in our office. Uh, the senator uh, totally understands and he's with you. But, you know, getting them to like vote against their party yeah. is
4: yeah.
1: on something like vaping is very freaking difficult yeah unless you can
2: understand that if you're a a, let's say a democratic senator like tester and you have a limited number of things you can go against your party on and still get your party's support when the re-election comes around you can't just be like anti-everything in your party and expect to that's yeah yeah to get money to be re-elected that's
1: why politics is up. If you, if you, yeah, if you're too independent, then they're going to uh, just That's cut right. you out of the party. Is it? It's
0: pay to play. I think we've established that so far. So ultimately, let's wrap this up. Um, right okay. now, nothing has been accepted. Am I using the right terminology here? A- Authorized. Authorized. Damn it! I knew it was an a word. As of approved. right now, nothing no. has been. Uh, authorized Nothing's been authorized Only stuff has been MDO'd off the market If Or re- RTF'd Or RTF'd off of the market Correct If you played by the rules And registered your products You're on FDA's radar They're going to start enforcing On those people who registered And didn't file a PMTA They're going to enforce on people who filed PMTAs And got MDOs or uh, whatever the other one is and they're not going to yet. enforce on people who have PMTAs in, but are stagnant because FDA hasn't got to them yet.
3: No, they're not yeah, going to enforce no. on those people.
0: They're not enforcing on those people. If you no. have a PMTA in. No, no,
1: no.
3: If it's, you have a PMTA it's, it's, in and it's pending and waiting, they're not coming after they're you.
0: They're not going to enforce <laughs> them.
3: They Unless basically it's said it's they're good. going
1: to exercise discre-
2: enforcement discretion. That's right. And that's why all the big companies have products on the market right now, but have not been authorized. So yeah. Right, jewel, all all of them, and they're counting on that enforcement discretion. And if they trust it that much, you can too. Yeah. The only thing that technically you have to consider is that if a product has received an MDO or it was never submitted, that's high on their enforcement right target list. But there's a million
1: products that have received MDOs.
0: Yes. Well. Millions of products. And Um, so
1: from my math, there's like a million products left, right? Yeah. 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 So there's about a million products left that haven't been denied.
0: Yeah. And yes, Icos has been authorized. Icos was, yeah. Oh, there you go. (laughs) i sorry. I didn't see that. Icos was authorized in 2019,
3: but that's the only recent. Well, okay. So you've got, if you want to talk about any PMTAs, right. And yeah, somebody, I know it's, Very low nicotine cigarettes just recently, right? 21st century, got Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Icos, obviously, in 2019, got it. Mm -hmm. And Swedish something. Swedish There we go. Those are like the most recent, you know, PMTAs. None of which are are what we would consider to be a vapor product, an e-cigarette.
4: Right. None
3: of them. Heat not burn, Icos being the closest, but- that's yeah, that's all nobody else has an authorized PMTA yet.
0: Authorized. There's no nicotine vapor products, authorized PMTAs. We're wait we're past the deadline. Yes. Is P is FDA uh looking for an extension on this? Uh, some sort of legal extension, or are they just uh-huh. uh, what yeah. happens now that they've passed this this court? They don't even deadline, think that they were
3: beholden to it. They literally were quoted in an article, right? Like, well, we didn't have to finish by the deadline. It was just
0: a suggestion from the judge. They're
1: they're still disagreeing that the judge had any jurisdiction to actually give them a concrete date. Now, the ANTS groups, obviously, if FDA takes too long, the ANTS groups are going to sue, and it's going to go back to the judge. FDA folded last time, so it's kind of funny that they're you know, acting tough on this, but then, you know, FDA would, would have to defend themselves and try to win in, in court. But, uh, you know, I'd, i eventually we probably will see a lawsuit cause I have a hard time believing that FDA is going to have a decision on everything in the next few months. Do you, but think, I could there's, be
0: wrong. Do you think there's going to be lawsuits from the industry side of it against FDA?
3: Probably. I mean, I, I hope think. so. I would think so. I hope so. At, at this point, it comes down a lot to money, right? Does anybody have any sure. money left to do this? I think you could come up potentially with some good, legitimate arguments, but an argument is nothing if nobody has the money to file a lawsuit. So right. that's what Somebody I'm wrote the most. That worried.
1: article, remember that article that was written and they laid You're out right. legalities of it.
3: You're I right. That it. was a For- really good article. Forge's
1: magazine, I think.
3: Yeah, they had um, a potential legal. Um, argument to be made in, in court based on the fact that all these congressional and politician people have been way too influ- influential, way, way too opinionated, way, way. they've been sticking their nose where it does not belong in the FDA process and yeah. potentially companies could file on that basis because there was something, was it an FTC suit or something where they did the same thing yeah. and it worked basically.
1: Yeah. There there's some... a good argument made that, that I think that's the best argument that it's become too politicized and there's too much. I mean, the fact that like, you know, obviously you have to prove it though. I mean, we all know like FDA's playing politics somewhat, just like how yeah. they're denying all these products before they approve some, um, for optics sake, but trying being able to prove it in court is another matter. It's kind of, I feel like, We're kind of just waiting for
0: FDA to do the right thing. It's like, FDA, just do the right thing. Do the right thing. Follow the science. You have to approve some of these products. The political pressure that they're putting on FDA, like, you know, we were just talking about, like I mentioned earlier, of this circumventing the regulatory process, wouldn't, like, that wouldn't fly with any other, like, imagine Congress pressuring FDA to quickly approve the vaccine, just don't do, don't do the science, don't take your time. Just approve it, just approve it. Constant pressure, just approve it, just approve it. It wouldn't make any sense. It would be ridiculous, but it's the same thing that they're doing with vaping. They're like, just deny it, just deny it, just deny it. Don't do the science, just deny it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And FDA well, what is a political for, game.
2: It, what they're asking for is FDA to create a standard that these products can be authorized and these can't because they have flavors. That's right. a standard. And FDA has never created such a standard. Right. So that would be a betrayal of their um, their promise to 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 judge each product individually based on science. I think they passed that bar already by issuing all these basically blanket denials based on this uh, this also standard that the products have to have product specific evidence of uh, you know, helping adults more than they hurt youth by, you know, And the wouldn't they would technically about.
3: require rulemaking for a standard like that? You'd have to go that through seems yeah. an awful lot like a rule, doesn't it? Right. Yeah. If, I think and that takes years, right? Yeah. There's nothing in their PMTA
2: documents saying that you have to do that. They have a lot of other individual specific things that you have to do, and that's not one of them so i think that's good grounds for a lawsuit right there now again like matt says it's or um danielle said it's about money because you know if you're an e-liquid company especially if you're uh like a medium-sized one how much of your life savings do you want to put into this thing that has lost right. over and over in court
0: yeah yeah I mean, you've
2: got a certain amount of
0: money socked away it's a big ask with... <laughs> You know, it's a big ask, and it's going to take—I don't know, I don't know, I don't know—angel investor, some sort of. Uh, we knight, need an angel. Knight in shining armor. We need we the
2: advocate. we need the George Soros that.
0: Yeah. Yes. We need an angel advocate.
3: We need some big a uh, big sugar daddy. That's what we need.
0: Big sugar daddy. <laughs> Oh, shit. All right. Well, unless there's any more super chats or anything, let's see. I'm gonna check real quick. Looks like no more super chats came in. Anybody have any other questions in the chat? No, please follow Grim Green. That's good advice, Addie Tooney. I appreciate that, Addie Tooney. Thank you for putting those links in the chat. All right, you guys. Well, uh, I guess let's go ahead and wrap this up permanently now. Not permanently, just for forever. 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 Grim forever. Green retired. This is my last stream. My well, nice Tuesdays are free now. Let's
3: <laughs> let's open,
0: let's let's shut this down. Um, thank you guys for being here. Uh, I don't want to give any false hope or anything out there to anybody because, uh, truly, honestly, the situation is pretty dire. I mean, there's a potential really bad tax that potentially could happen. There's nothing... Follow
3: a- the CASA call to action. Please, please,
0: please, please follow the CASA call to action. If you've never done a Cassaw call to action before, make this the first and most important one that you've literally ever done, ever. I'll never forget back in 2016, we got a million people to sign that petition. You Remember that, Matt? Yep. We got a million people to sign that petition, I think. Really? Yeah, it was crazy. Wow. It, and it took... It took... It took... Maybe it wasn't a million. Maybe it was only half a million or something. But it was a ridiculous yeah, number. I forget
1: the number, but it was really freaking high.
0: It was really freaking high, and it took every YouTuber hammering it in like every video, every live stream, every tweet. Like there was so much awareness we, that we got like a half a million people. And I think we could get, I think we could get huge numbers again. And I think we need to put those huge numbers into testimonials uh, and the right to vape testimonial. Um, just realize that vaping is way bigger than the market that's happening in the inside the united states the united states is you know whatever a big superpower country so things that happen here regulatorily kind of echo a little bit and ripple out a little bit into the world but vaping is a worldwide movement it's a worldwide community and what we're seeing is a little version of it you know happening in the united states But we have to remember that this is a global community, and we have vapors millions of vapors worldwide that are all, uh, you know, or I'd like to think that the vast majority of them are willing to stand up for what's right and, you know, get out there like I do and say, I think everybody should get to quit smoking the way that I got to quit smoking, and I'm not going to stop until everybody gets to. So you can put that in your pipe, Dick Durbin. And that's all I have to say about that. So there we go. Appreciate you guys coming out. There's anything else you wanted to say or pimp Jim McDonald vaping 360. Where can people find you? You want people to follow you on Twitter or not? Yeah. Follow me on Twitter. Yeah. Follow him on Twitter. I'll post his Twitter down in the description. You've all read Jim McDonald's work in vaping 360. I've read it to you. I think line for line in these very live streams. So thank you, Jim McDonald for all of your hard work. And, uh, look forward to continuing to fight the good fight with you matt appreciate you pimp
1: appreciate you 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 just said all these fantastic things about jim and he totally deserves it we all love jim but that's all you have to say about me
0: i appreciate you pimp no look i've known you for a real long time and i know and i know that you're smart and i appreciate you coming on here i know you're down for the cause Every time I talk to you, I learn something that I didn't know before or I'm enlightened a little bit more than I was before. So I appreciate you and the wisdom that you bring to this live stream, Matt.
1: Thank you.
3: Wow. I, feel, I, feel super- I mean, wow. Well, yeah, he's delivered. Like, he delivered. I,
1: I asked for a compliment and it just feels gross now, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Matt's like, oh, I don't I want, want it. A little overboard. I, okay. I appreciate the kind words, though. Yes, well, I I,
0: I do mean it all. I don't think we would have as as half of uh, awesome as a vape industry and community without people like Matt, without people like Danielle, without people like Jim McDonald. I think you guys are staples in this vape scene. And I appreciate your hard work. But so we well, don't have to go to the Kassah meeting tomorrow, right? We're all on the same team.
1: Hey, hey, hey. Oh, look, I, that's, I'm, I'm not
0: here for that. Attend you attend my board meeting. You know, my HOA there.
1: meeting is tomorrow, but I, no. I'm not. I'm going to go to the Kassah meeting instead.
3: Yeah, you are. Uh, Do you see what I have to deal with? It's like herding cats, okay? I
1: canceled last week because of my, my uh, fantasy football draft. So and I've I rescheduled for fantasy you. Fantasy football draft?
0: Vaping's doomed
1: dude that's a it's a big thing i've been doing that fantasy football league for longer than i've i've been vaping 11 years i've been in the same league i can't miss it it's like we rescheduled gotta, just for
3: him okay did. i get that he put, is the secretary no one would take <laughs> notes so we put
1: vape advocacy on hold for a week for my fantasy football league yeah look we nothing's we, gonna
0: we, change we in a we. week yeah what's gonna yeah, happen what in a happened? week Millions of products ripped off the market from marketing denial orders Jeez, to Matt. Ha, By the way, how'd your fantasy football team do, Matt?
1: I lost the first game. <laughs> Unbelievable.
0: Unbelievable.
1: We didn't put anything on hold. It's, everybody. If people understand no. the, we still did stuff. Yes.
0: Well, uh, I sure do appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you for being here. Uh, obviously, the fight's not over. I'm not quite sure how to end this. Let's keep going and uh ultimately we're not going to know until we know and right now we don't know we don't know so from all of us here at the uh tbn headquarters studios in burbank california (laughs) uh, i'm gonna say goodbye um i don't have an entry or an exit uh bumper so we can just wave and say goodbye like the professional stream that we are bye everybody bye keep fighting the good fight bye still still here going to end in a second keep waiting oh my- this has been a grim green industries
4: production